Let us gather around the circle once again to expand our minds and hearts throughout the land. Aloha and welcome back, shifters, dreamers, light guardians within this beautiful holographic matrix. My name is Mystic Spider-Man Brendan, Wolf Shield, Skull Babylon, welcoming you to another one of our inspirational team podcasts that we do here through Paradigm Shift Central, a portal for conscious creators and leaders. Our podcast, it's also known as Synergy Circle, and this is where we come together to be able to practice having discussion about spirituality, metaphysics, being able to inspire each other as we continue to show up to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness, to be able to show up and choose to be the change that we wish to see in the world and so for tonight's team podcast it is going to be on the theme of stories of our awakenings so thank you so much everyone for again for joining in please feel free to drop an 11 11 for those of you tuned in on the youtube chat to be able to confirm that you guys can hear me okay and we're going to get into a brief introduction we're going to start off with a little bit of a meditation we're going to say hello to those of you who may be new and then we're going to get right into the primary discussion and for this one we're, we're probably going to keep this one pretty short like i think this podcast is going to be about two hours and it's always a topic that we can come back to at a later time so shout out to those of you in the youtube chat you guys are a part of the team you guys are a part of the community so thank you so much for being here for those of you on tiktok or instagram now is when you want to click the link in my profile to be able to join in on YouTube. And then that's where you'll be able to see the entire podcast, the entire rest of the team talk. So again, for those of you on TikTok and Instagram, if you ever see me live during these podcasts, click the link in my profile to join in on YouTube. Perfect. Thank you for those 1111s team. And again, just as a quick introduction, these, these podcasts, we've been doing these for quite some time and they go back to the origin of me basically hosting discussion circles out of my college back in the day, which was the genesis of Paradigm Shift Central. And that was back in 2009. And even then it was about being able to practice bringing people together to be able to share experiences, to share wisdom, share inspiration, and to be able to have discussions that are literally expanding consciousness. So that's what we're doing here today. We're having community discussion that is created to be able to expand consciousness. And a big part of that is simply by creating this sacred digital space where we can practice expressing, where we can practice talking about the things that we don't always get a chance to be able to talk about. Talking about what it means to be a spiritual being having a human experience, what it means to be a multidimensional being, what it means to be a leader, what it means to be a student. So for tonight's episode, Stories of Our Awakening, this is gonna this is gonna cover a broad spectrum. And I'll just clarify for, for those of you who are tuned into this, and even for those of you who are in the team chat as well, this discussion is going to be opening up into stories that may be somewhere near the beginning of our journey. They could be partway through our journey. They could have happened a week ago. Whatever story you feel is relevant in, in the sense that it's like either something that's meaningful to you. Maybe it's something cool. Maybe there's something like really vivid or psychedelic. You can tell us about how you saw the UFO and that actually sparked your awakening. You can talk to us about how you had your first lucid dream. You can talk to us how maybe you went through something really challenging, but it brought out something really, really powerful within you. You can talk about how whatever sort of person might have influenced you and any relative story. The purpose here is to be able to practice seeing each other within our stories. Because even though our stories are all different, they're all quite the same. They're the same story in different ways. The story of returning back to the wisdom of the heart, the story of walking each other home, so to speak. So this is where it's quite interesting. It's quite fascinating to be able to have these discussions and to be able to practice seeing the, the unified threads between us and in and keeping in mind that 
these discussions that we're doing, we're having these knowing that there are going to be people who may be brand new to the spiritual journey. And by us having this discussion, we hope to be able to provide some form of reflection as well as mentorship and leadership. Those of us who are having this discussion here, you know, we've been into spirituality for however long. And for those of you who may be new, we hope that our stories can in some way help you feel more at more at home within your heart to be able to help see uh, the inspiration that you bring to this story as well. So of course, before we get into the discussion, I have to give a huge shout out to the people who are joining me on air tonight. Huge shout out to Danny, huge shout out to CeeLo. I guess you guys can be like, as I'm doing this and huge shout to Brianna. Uh, we didn't do this at the beginning and I apologize, but for those of you who are here, please feel free to gently unmute your microphones and sing a magical song and send some love to all the amazing people who are tuned in right now. So go ahead, guys can gently unmute your microphones, make some noise, send some love. We love you, we're so proud Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. We love you. Beautiful. All right. Awesome. All right. They won't even know that we actually like prepared and planned that multiple times ahead of time. I'm really proud with how that went team. Good job. So, all right. Okay. So with that said, we're going to get into a meditation in the next moment. If you're new to this, drop a three, three, three in the chat and please feel free to let us know. And for the people who are regulars here, when you see new people in chat, say hello, say welcome, welcome them in. And so a couple other things that you're going to want to know, we do these podcasts every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. PST. You can find the recordings on YouTube as well as on iTunes. We're not on Spotify yet. I'll see what I can do about that. And you can also connect further to our our team chat which is our discord server so feel free to connect to that and if you want to be able to connect further you can learn more about becoming a leading member which gives you access to the private areas of our community space which is specific for being able to help support conscious creators and leaders so if you're feeling the vibe and you're thinking about creating conscious content then definitely be sure to connect to the team chat and look more into joining as a leading member and again shout out to our patreon supporters when you join on patreon that's how you become a leading member and patreon supporters you help make this possible so thank you to our recent patreon supporters Thank you to Dot. Thank you to Rick. Thank you to Nolam. And thank you to David. And again, if we get any bonus Patreon signs during this broadcast, I'll definitely give you guys some shout outs and the contributions for that process on the first of each month. So today's like almost the last day for new signups. But either way, thank you guys so much for your support in all forms for being here. And any other stuff, you can check out the links down below, uh, including our item shop and other cool broadcasts and podcasts. There's more content than, than, you, could, than you could shake a metaphysical stick at. I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> the fact is there's more content. There's more podcasts that you could probably listen to in this lifetime alone. So awesome. All right. With that said, let's get into our meditation. Shout out to those of you who are new. Welcome. And with that said, yeah, let's let's do this. We, we are we are ready. So just inviting everybody to get nice and comfortable. This will be a quick meditation. So just allow yourself to find somewhere nice and comfortable to relax. If you're new to meditation, that's totally fine. This is a regular meditation that we do during the beginning of these podcasts. And it's just kind of a way to be able to anchor into that place of ceremony, understanding that these discussions, these are holding sacred digital space. And so as you're in this space, straighten up your spine, relax your shoulders, open up your chest, relax your face. And as you listen to my voice, gently begin connecting with your breath. Soft, gentle inhales and soft, gentle exhales. Just continuing to find that rhythm, 
And as you do this, inviting you to be able to bring yourself into this place of gratitude. Gratitude for the community, gratitude for the team, gratitude for you for showing up, gratitude for the stories we'll hear, gratitude to the hearts that we'll see. And as you're in the space of gratitude, we'll go back to the origins of what this entire project is about, which is bringing people together and imagining all of us sitting in a circle right now, visualizing all of us sitting in the circle out in a field, in a yoga studio, even in like a dojo, somewhere sacred in your mind. And as you look around this circle, you see the other people, you see the people who are joining us on air, you see the people in the chat, you see familiar faces, you see new friends. Just take a moment here to be able to see these faces and just thank them for showing up. Acknowledge them, bless them, speak from your heart, speak words of kindness and be able to receive these words in return. So in this moment, you can just kind of feel like the blessing of the team. Just be like, yeah, feels good. So just take a moment here. You're just gonna breathe here just for a few moments of your own silence. And then we'll gently return from that and we'll conclude the meditation. So just stay in this moment be in this heart space, be in this heart-mind coherence, and we'll ride this vibration throughout the rest of the podcast. Take a moment here in your own silence, speak words and receive kindness as well. continuing to breathe here nice soft rhythm we'll continue to hold this vision in our heart as we continue this discussion so just keep this like vision just in your imagination and if you close your eyes if you're listening to this in the future you can just kind of like feel yourself in that space in that room so it's like a holographic space within our hearts so with that said gently bring your awareness back to your physical body keeping this gratitude and this excitement in your heart and gently when you are ready open your eyes wiggle your fingers and toes and return your awareness to the space around you awesome beautiful all right welcome back everyone for, for, for everybody here for those of you in the chat in one word how are you feeling right now go ahead and leave that in the chat and so with that said, just another quick thing technical wise, if you notice the audio is a little bit out of sync with the video, I apologize. We usually fix that part way through. So thank you for your understanding and patience. So, so with that said, let's get right into the main discussion for tonight's podcast, stories of our spiritual awakenings. So for me, I'll start off with my story and I'm intentionally just going to share like a really quick version of it. And I encourage you guys to do the same. And as we are sharing our stories, I encourage us as listeners to even prepare questions that you might want to ask the people who are sharing their stories, relative questions. So as people are sharing their stories, even for those of you in the chat, even if you just want to be able to emphasize a question, put some stars around your questions so that we can identify them in the chat. And uh, we'll continue the conversation there. And, and we'll just kind of allow this as a space for our hearts to be able to come through. So like I said, there's been many stories of awakenings within all of our journeys, depending on where we are. And I think the fact is, is that the more you're on your journey, the more you continue to have these moments where you're obviously waking up to more and more. And I even remember at a time, I think even for some of us, there was kind of maybe this naivete uh, that 
woke was something that you did once and then you just had it for the rest of your life. It's like, I did it guys, I'm woke, let's keep doing this. But the fact is, there's always more to awaken to. There are levels. Awakening is kind of like a spiral process that continues to move up opposed to just in circles. So for myself, having been into the the depths of the spiritual path for over a decade now, I can definitely say I've had multiple stories of awakening. But I'll start at the beginning. And by me sharing this, maybe you'll It'll help us relate in the same way I hope others sharing their story do as well. And, and maybe you'll see yourself a bit in this story, but I'll just share the, the short version for now. So for me, my awakening, going back to a younger part of my life, came from curiosity. But a big part of my awakening directly actually related to an event that I'm sure is prevalent within a lot of our lives. And that specific event is actually 9-11. And I think a lot of people, as much as we're just like, oh, like, you know, that's that's a not something that we're going to focus too much on for, for this discussion in particular. But it's undeniable that for me, that event happening when I was in grade nine, when 9-11 happened, it not only triggered something in me, but in retrospect, I can see how that literally triggered an awakening within the collective. Looking back on it, we can actually see this now. In the same way, and not that I'm trying to go off topic, but just looking at the, the parallels, in the same way, this circumstance right now with this global pandemic narrative that we are in is also causing this new wave of collective awakening. So 9-11 was kind of a similar thing to that. And within this process, long story short, shortly after the 9-11 stuff happened, the reason why it led me to awakening was because not necessarily just like the emotional impact of the event, it was undeniably something that was felt, but it was actually the ripple effects that came later and, and the curiosity relative to the narratives and me being on the internet and coming across information and old YouTube videos and documentaries and lo and behold, even Alex Jones. And not that Alex Jones was like the source of my awakening, but suddenly I was introduced to this world of what felt very similar to the Matrix. And the Matrix, if anything, was almost kind of like a part of the story of my awakening. The Matrix happened in 1999. And I think in retrospect, even just as I'm sharing this, I'm like, actually, maybe that, like maybe that was my first awakening, even if it was on a subconscious level, because symbolically I would have seen that and I would have been like, huh. Like this is, this is a doc, this is something deep. And now looking back, we're like, oh, that's a documentary. But um, lo and behold, I'll just finish up here and then we'll pass it to the next person. And, and someone give me a hands up for whoever is willing to go next. And, and I'll know who to pass it to next just so we can keep things rolling. Uh, look, everyone still cheats. Okay, you guys figured, I knew that was gonna happen. Everyone put their hand up at once, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, you were, and you were all waiting for a second too. That was the hilarious part, like super polite. And then boom, and then hilarious. Sync, we're all in sync. All right, okay, so anyways. In retrospect, again, you know, I, I think uh, for me, <laughs> you know, as I'm saying this, I'm looking back and I'm like, and I'm actually seeing more and more little aspects of my awakening where we realize that the awakening isn't always going to be a single event. It's the story. It's the things that kind of build on top of each other. And honestly, I can say that as much as like the seeing the Matrix movie when I was like, uh, 12 years old was a part of my awakening. Uh, equally so, watching the movie Hackers when I was in 1995 was also a part of my awakening. And, and when you think about it, for me, it makes sense that movies were actually a big part of my awakening. And I'm sure for a lot of us, whether we realize it or not, those movies probably, there were certain ones where they carried messages, they carried intention, and it was something that sparked something inside of us. And so when we talk about awakening, you know, awakening for me is a process of kind of like, 
like the opening of a flower, the the nurturing of a seed, the growth of a seed. So for me, the awakening process is understanding that there's already something inside of you. And then over time, the universe will like drip. It will like drip like a little like little bit of water into that seed. And then it's like, uh, gets a little bit bigger. Drip, drip, drip. Oh, gets a little bit bigger. Drip, drip, drip. And then, and then like that seed, that lotus, that expansion kind of becomes its own entity, you know, it becomes its own experience. Um, so I can easily say that for me, a lot of those drips within my story of awakening came from movies uh, growing up, came from curiosity, came from uh, listening to Coast to Coast AM with my dad driving home in the car when I was like 10 years old playing hockey and things like that. But flash forward just to the 9-11 narrative and I knew that even then my curiosity was presenting me with with a lot of things that were akin to the metaphor of the red pill were akin to the metaphor of following the right with the white rabbit suddenly there was information that i wasn't getting from anywhere else and my curiosity led me towards it and even though it kind of came in from the angle of like conspiracy theories what <laughs> i mean what are now like what is a conspiracy theory nowadays right um but back then what was undeniably conspiracy theories Eventually, you know, it led me to this idea that, oh my goodness, maybe the government isn't quite what I think they are. And oh my goodness, maybe there's like, because one of the first things I came across was like Bohemian Grove. So even now, now people are just finding about about Bohemian Grove. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, I think like, are the reptilians actually like, you know, like, is it the reptilian? Like, I'm not saying again, at that point, <laughs> even still to this day, who knows, right? But at that point. What about on Twitter? Sorry, go ahead, Sealfine. What was that? I think Pamela Anderson tweeted that it was real, like just recently. <laughs> About the reptilians. Oh man, like don't even get me started on the reps. But but again, not that I'm saying uh, my spiritual awakening was because I believe one thing or another about the reps, but my spiritual awakening came from being put be having information put in front of me and learning to think for myself. Because at the end of the day, it was all information. And that was kind of my approach to things uh, just, just in that sense, was being able to think for myself. And, you know, flash forward a few years later, and uh, again, you know, that search that was a very red pill journey in, in a very archetypal sense, it came from my curiosity. It came from surfing the web. It came from wanting knowledge. And at the same time, again, you know, like this process led me to... Um, it, I started to realize that it, that it was from there, like a lot of it led me into the metaphysical realm, led me into the quantum realm. I remember at the same time, I actually got a book and it was all about neuroscience. And that was probably like a flash forward a few years later. So I actually came in from like the quantum side, from the neuro side. And then eventually uh, a few years later, that's when I kind of got into yoga and meditation and things like that. And then flash forward a few years later. And that's when I started getting into, you know, Terrence McKenna and, D and DM and, you know, talk, listening to people talk about DMT and lucid dreaming and near death experiences. And, and even then my, my grandfather also was a person who had a lot of books on on near-death experiences so it was something that was already like naturally within my realm of fascination but anyways my basic story there was that all of those things now like that wasn't even the original story i was going to tell once i started telling it i'm like oh like what is my story right because it's like and so we start re re reflecting on it um it kind of leads you there but honestly i would say going back to movies as i look back and i look at one, one thing that's interesting i'll just say this and i'll pass the talk and stick around who we are today was already in who we were when we were younger. If we look back on who we are now, when you look back on who we are younger, we can almost see like, I know this sounds obvious, but we can see like a little version of who we are now in who we were then. 
But when we were then, we didn't know who we were going to be now. So we didn't fully know. We didn't, we didn't see it quite in the same way. But now when we look back, we're just like, oh, whoa. Like I could already see, like I was a little light guardian. I was like a little hacker back when I was like, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. I was like basically like, you know, like, like what, like this curious, like nerdy, geeky kid um, who eventually got into into spirituality. But honestly, the big part of it, um, and this is just so I wanted to emphasize, going back to the stories of my awakening, um, was narratives of heroes, was narratives of people like Luke Skywalker and Star Wars, and being able to see myself in those stories. And so I think that was a big part of my awakening was whether I was consciously aware of it or not, I was becoming aware of my own hero's journey. I was seeing things and I was resonating with characters and it was helping me identify with the hero within myself. And then flash forward a few years later, once I start begun, begin to understand that the metaphysical reality is an actual real thing, then flash forward to where we are now. And, and my mission was to be able to bring people together and to have important conversations about metaphysics and spirituality and help people be able to see the hero within themselves, see the, the hero's journey within themselves. So um, that's one of my stories of awakening, which is, I guess, a story that spans eons, decades. I don't know. It wasn't one thing, but it's all things. So I'm curious. Again, this is all just practice. I didn't know exactly what I was going to share when I shared it. But maybe if you can relate, you can drop an 11-11 in the chat because I'm sure all of us have probably have parallel threads. And I'm sure all of us were influenced by hero stories and movies and superheroes and everything like that growing up, right? So, okay, who, who am I actually passing it to next? Did we figure that out yet? Did, did you guys like do a, a, like a rock, paper, scissors in the chat or anything like that? Otherwise, well, Danny, I'll volunteer you to go first if that's cool with you. I know you're, you probably got people who are excited to be able to hear you tune in. So that's perfect. All right, Danny, with that said, we'll, we'll pass it over to you. And when we pass it over, please feel free to briefly introduce yourself for everybody here. And when you're ready, I'll uh, sit back and listen to a little bit more of the stories of your awakening that you would like to share tonight. So go ahead, Danny. All right, you guys. Hi, I'm Danny. Um, so the story of my awakening was actually pretty recently. It was at the very beginning of COVID this past March. Um, so I was staying at a house with my family and this semester of college, I, once all the classes went online, I kind of decided for myself that I was not going to continue taking the classes I was taking. I didn't feel like it was a good investment of my time and my energy that I didn't want to tell my parents about it because I didn't want to have a difficult conversation. So I just uh, dropped it without consulting anybody and impulsively made that decision for myself. Um, I was in a very low place, very depressed, very anxious, and I had been for probably about six years. I started going to therapy um, a few months before, probably like November, October of 2019. So I was doing a lot of shadow work and doing a lot of work on a subconscious level um, that I think was preparing me for this shift in consciousness that I didn't know I was about to go through. Um, so anyways, as I was quarantined with my family, they saw that I wasn't doing work for my classes and they were like, hey, um, are you still doing those online classes? And I was like, no, because I wasn't going to lie to them. And then that turned into a pretty difficult conversation and when we actually had that conversation, what happened was, um, you know, my dad was basically telling me, like, you need to do better. You have to be doing this. You have to be doing your work. You can't just be sitting around and doing nothing all the time. And I was kind of just like, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, 
and then I was kind of just like, whatever. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. And this is the first time I really opened up to my parents about my mental health. And I was like, I'm really depressed. I'm really anxious. And I have been for years. And I've just kind of been miserable for the, since the beginning of high school, essentially. And my dad was like, well, you need to do better. You need to get up off your ass and you need to not essentially like not just do nothing with your life. And in that moment, it really hit me that a lot of the psychological things that was going on in my head wasn't my fault, that my emotions had been invalidated from a young age and that I didn't really have proper emotional support or understanding in my household. So even though I came from a very loving family, even though I had a really privileged life, I didn't recognize that the fact that I didn't have proper emotional support actually impacted the way that I saw the world so drastically. Um, so after that, I was not a meditator at all. I'd probably meditated seriously like five times in my life. Um, but I was really called to meditate. So I walked out the front door, went in the middle of nature. I sat on a rock. I was just by myself for two hours. And in that period of time, I literally was just thinking like nothing else matters. I'm not going to focus on what's going on in my life. I'm just going to be in the present moment. And in that, I basically like left all expectations I had for myself and where I was going in life. And it's almost like spirit gave me a giant download. And it's like everything clicked, all the illusions that I had been living under that had been making me miserable essentially for my whole life shattered before my eyes and I reached a place of peace that I didn't even know was possible and um, I forgot about this but when I was in high school I actually had contacted an energy at one point and um, basically I was into like some spiritual stuff but for me it was more like oh maybe it's real but who knows and I liked the psychic twins and they would do this automatic writing thing. So I, in high school, got a pen and paper and I kind of let my hand circle. And once I felt my control release, I'd ask questions and it would write out a yes or no. And in that, I actually had predicted a lot of things that would happen in the future. Like I predicted my first relationship, who it was with. I predicted that I would be the one to break up with them, even though like based off of where I was at that point, that was not at all what I expected for myself. Um, anyways, so I predicted a lot and had completely forgotten about it. And in the meditation, right after I essentially had my awakening, my hand was drawn out in front of me and then it started circling the same way again. And it felt like the same energy. And I was essentially just asking more questions and after contacting spirit like that, I said to myself, okay, this is not something I am going to forget about. This is like, this is the direction I need to go with my life. And this is like, I'm going to come back and meditate every day. And of course I haven't done that perfectly, but I've, I've been pretty close to meditating almost every day. Um, but yeah, in that moment, I essentially knew that the spiritual journey was going to be probably like the number one thing to influence my life from that point on. So for me, the awakening literally just slapped me in the face. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much my story. <laughs> 
Danny, thank you so much for, for sharing that and, and just being open to that. I, I know there's a lot of people already in the chat who are just applauding your strength and, and your courage for that. So echoing that. And, and again, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people are able to relate to that. And I think the more that we're able to even just talk uh, so openly about that and really owning it again, that kind of going back to what I was saying, like it's being able to see the hero's journey within all of our journeys. And so it's going to look different for every single person, but seeing you kind of like rise into that through your own hero's journey is super cool. So Danny, thank you for sharing. We'll, we'll just kind of go into the space where, like I said, I want to be able to invite others within uh, the Zoom chat or even within the YouTube chat. If you guys got any quick questions for Danny, Danny, would you be okay taking any quick questions? Is that cool? Yeah, okay, cool. So if anybody uh, anybody here in the in the Zoom chat, if you guys wanna unmute your microphones, if you got some quick questions for Danny or just, hey, yeah, go ahead, seal them out. question, yeah. So this is like, when you first started doing this automatic writing technique, was this something recently you said that like spurred on your awakening? Um, so the first time I did it was actually in high school. Um, I was literally just sitting in the library at my school and I had binge watched a bunch of videos of the psychic twins who use automatic writing to contact spirit and predict the future. And so in that, I was trying to tap into a similar energy and in my awakening, um, I asked more questions about this energy. I asked if it was the same one. Uh, she said yes. I asked um, if she was one of my spirit guides, and she also said yes. So I believe that it was, um, yeah. So in high school, it was more of a curiosity thing. And I was like, oh, I tapped into this, but I wasn't fully comfortable being like, I'm a spiritual person, and I believe in this stuff. Because to me, that was a bit woo-woo. But at the same time, I did resonate with that experience i had kind of just overlooked it a bit mm -hmm. and then it, and then it like came back to you um during covid yeah uh during like that meditation when i woke up essentially uh -huh. do you feel like this energy has like a, a form or like a origin like is it galactic is it earthly do you have any sort of like confirmation I'm honestly, on I'm not sure on the origin of it um i have used a pendulum and the way i use it i know like in order to contact spirits you're supposed to have a stand but i use it with my hands because that's either tapping into my subconscious which i believe my spirit guides can influence um and in using my pendulum and talking with that same energy she told me that uh she had been like we had relationships in past lives and she had been my mother and i personally feel um more like i resonate um, with like being more of an earthly being than from the stars, that's what resonates with me. Even though I relate to a lot of the qualities of star seeds, I feel like um, more. I was like angels, an animal, like any kind of guy, really. No, no real stipulations, just sort of interested in what energy you felt like you were connecting with. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. And, and of course, welcome, Shannon and, and Silomon as well. Shannon joined us partway through the introduction there. So welcome. And uh, yeah, with that said, I'll, I'll, um, anybody else have some quick questions for Danny before we pass it to whoever wants to go next? Go ahead and let me know. And uh, if there are any questions in the chat, let me just see uh, just some comments saying uh, so powerful, Danny, uh, which is from Lauren, who is also in the chat and uh, plenty of other comments. D -d 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 Thanks, Danny. And da, 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 just checking if there are any questions. If there's no questions, that's totally cool. Um, awesome, 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 amazing things for you on your path. 
as your as your gifts progress, your guides will change. Uh, says So Wolf. So beautiful. All right. Okay. So if uh, there's no other questions for Daniel, that's totally cool. And again, like I said, if you guys are sticking around, please, like, if, if there's more stories of your awakening, let us know. Um, like I said, like there are more stories, stories of my awakening. Um, there's a few things that I want to talk about, even relative to like transformational festivals, being at some of those, um, even particular psychedelic experiences, uh, even literally like the UFO that me and my partner Lacey saw last weekend. Like that definitely was a catalyst for, for my awakening. And that was only a week ago. So uh, we'll move on to the next person. Then we'll get around to some more additional stories, but we'll keep an eye on the time as well. And we'll keep this within two hours. Um, who would like to go next between Brianna? Yeah, Brianna's ready. Okay, so Brianna, when you're ready, please feel free to briefly introduce yourself. Welcome back and go ahead and tell us tell us the story. So, Yo, 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 what up, high vibe humans? Brianna, also known as Breezy Spread Love on the internet here. I am a mental health professional. I have my master's degree in counseling psychology and a certificate in holistic health. And you can find me at goldenguyan.com. That's golden, G-A-I-A-N.com. And my spiritual awakening uh, probably started from a really young age. I always felt like I was connected to spirit in some way, shape, or form, you know, thinking that I was like a mermaid or a fairy playing like fairies in the backyard. Um, and just like enjoying that, you know, I always, I agree with Danny, like there was a part of me that thought it was kind of woo woo. You know, I was like doing Ouija boards and stuff like that and being like, maybe it's real, but you know. Um, but it wasn't until I got into college, and this was like 2009, that I was in an abusive relationship, and it was winter time. and after a really terrible fight, I went out into the woods to find some refuge and solace and escape and connection, right? And through this tumultuous time, during this period, as I'm walking through the woods, walking through the snow, crying, you know, not really knowing what's going to be next in my life all of a sudden I hear a voice that is not really my own voice. It's not my inner voice. Um, it is a voice, but it, I hear it. And I know that it's like not outside of me, that it is coming from inside of me somehow. And it says, everything will be okay. And I instantly became calm. My body was warm and it was a very surreal and yet calming experience. I wasn't afraid at all. And I returned to the situation that I was in having a clearer mind and a clearer understanding of the moves I was going to make next. And then in 2010, I moved to an island called Putin Bay, in which I had another experience where I ran into like a street kid and he was traveling and he was like following his own spiritual path and he was channeling. Um, and he was channeling the book of Thomas, which was one of the books that was taken out of the Bible during the council of Nicaea and which you can look it up on Wikipedia. And um, he was channeling some of the passages from this book that was taken out. And we were having an intense conversation one night about the book and about, you know, the spiritual awakening that was happening. Because remember, it's 2010. We're getting ready for 20, like 2012. We're like, 2012 is coming. And we're getting ready for that. And as he's speaking to me, um, he says, spirit has a message for you. And as soon as he says that, all these images just start running through my head, just rushing through my head. And I see like Black Hawk helicopters and protests. And like, I see like just lots of people and like medical buildings and that there's like a lot of people are going to die. And I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. But it was like this premise, it was like a download of what was to come. And it was telling me to prepare for that. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Ha ha. Maybe it's not real. 
you know? Um, so you take in that information and you're like, that was cool. And then you go back into the, the muggle world, so to speak, right? Just to summarize it. And you just kind of were like, well, maybe that didn't actually happen, right? So then as I'm going, I'm still absorbing like shifty, shifty information. And, and this is about the time that I get in contact with Paradigm Shift um, about uh, 2011. And I uh, enter my partner's name at the time into a drawing through Paradigm Shift. And we win tickets to go to Three Days of Light. And we go to three, the 3DL gathering um, where I meet Brendan for the very first time. And that is a whole spiritual awakening in of itself, which you can actually watch through the documentary, um, which I think is available, right, Brendan? Uh, yeah, so that's available. You can watch that documentary and you can see that spiritual awakening that happens at that festival. And that was pivotal. There was a, a talk that we did where I'm speaking and all of a sudden the lights go out. It's insane. So that was an intense moment for me too. And that totally kicked off my spiritual awakening even faster, right? Like Brendan says, there's like this drip of water on the seed. And each time it starts to get bigger and get bigger until it finally bursts and blooms. And then that's when 2012 happens, right? And we kind of take a, a little bit of a dive. I cut my dreadlocks a little bit and um, I go to Canada for 2012. And we expect this huge energy change and we begin to work on ourselves. And so it's about 2014, fast forward a little bit. I graduate from Aquinas College. Um, and then in 2014, I take a, what I call a golden guy in adventure. And I go on a festival tour. And um, it's during this time that I have a lot of like spiritual experiences through the use of psychedelics, as well as really trying to connect with what I wanted to do, which is be a holistic health practitioner and be able to be this point of light that travels around and roots in love and compassion. Because I believe that I'm a star seed. I incarnated on this planet with, for a reason, with a purpose. And that is to bring about the evolution of consciousness on this planet. And so by traveling to different festivals, I was able to come in contact with different people have those conversations, you know, exchange crystals, exchange energy, exchange information. And that was really important to my spiritual growth as well. And you know what? My journey still continues to this day. I just feel more evolved and more confident. And I actually feel even more supported by the universe than I have in the past. And the coronavirus actually was uh, another catalyst for my intuition as well, there was a point there where it was back in January where no, when nobody really thought of coronavirus, my intuition went off and I just started being that crazy prepper friend that was just running around telling my friends like, hey guys, you got to get ready for this. It's going to be serious. You got to get ready. And actually, I kind of had a few friends be like, Brianna, you're fear mongering. You know, you got to like tone it down a little bit. And I was like, I don't know. My intuition is like going off the hook. And even my coworkers were like, can you please, can you, can you not? And so then, but then it all came true. You know what I mean? Like things did escalate and things did get kind of serious and our lives have changed. And so uh, I feel like spirit is kind of giving me little nudges every so often. And part of my uh, continuing spiritual journey is to learn to listen uh, more closely to those intuitive nudges. So. I'm really grateful to be here right now to share this experience with you, high vibe humans, with you paradigm shifters, because 
uh, paradigm shift has been a very important part of my spiritual awakening. So I have so much gratitude. Thank you, Brendan. Brianna, thank you. Thank you so much. It warms my heart to be able to listen to you share and, and just hearing the, the reflection back on that and bringing back. It was funny, like I think literally just before um, just before we officially started the broadcast, Christopher Silomon and I were literally talking about Three Days of Light. Like before before you, I don't think you heard us. So it was already like on the radar. We were just like going back to, to those days. Silomon, go ahead. You wanted to jump in? Yeah, um, 3DL was pretty intense and super you know, powerful for a, a lot of people. There were thousands of people there doing some amazing work. Um, but I want to start off by saying that I always believed I was a spiritual being and that I had some, you know, divine connection with life and, and God or the universe, whatever. But there was something wrong with how I was brought up because it was a very like judgmental uh, upbringing with being in a, in a Christian church. And I'm not saying all of them are, are like that, but um, a lot of the influence that I received was don't do this. Don't do that. You can't be gay or, or whatever. Or you're going to hell and kept drilling in this, you know, vision of what would happen to you if you, if you did wrong. But I, I didn't really resonate with that. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, have a really divine connection until I had this huge panic attack and realized I wasn't connected to, to life in the way that I really wanted. I wasn't connected to the divine in the way that I really wanted. I wasn't, you know, I was working, I was doing things that I, that I enjoyed, but I wasn't fulfilled spiritually. And all of a sudden, while I was just, you know, uh, coming home from work one day in, in the middle of winter and like the end of 2010, just this rush of anxiety overtook me and I started freaking out about my life and what I was doing. I almost had like a midlife crisis when I was 22 years old. <laughs> and, and then I, I didn't know what to do. So it wasn't until the next morning when I calmed down a little bit that I was like, I need to find a deeper connection with life. So I started looking into into videos on YouTube and got into Alex Jones, like you did, Brendan, and got into conspiracy videos. Like conspiracies were huge to me in my awakening. And a lot of them, you know, you got to be careful with which rabbit holes you go down because some, some of them can be distracting. Um, but thankfully, I, I started getting into other videos i started getting into solar flare videos which for some reason i felt like really awakened my consciousness just watching explosions of energy come out of the sun really like blew my mind uh, so I, I got into that got into david ike about reptilians about meditation and chakras and kundalini awakenings uh, so then I started getting really curious about that, got into some meditation, started doing a chakra meditation because I couldn't meditate by myself. I tried really hard and it was just, you know, all these thoughts like nonstop. And I was like, ah, ah. So I looked up videos on YouTube, got into this chakra meditation, started doing it daily. And it literally changed my life. I had this huge, um, 
kundalini awakening where I, I was looking at myself in the mirror all of a sudden i froze stiff i was paralyzed and in the mirror my eyes unfocused and all of a sudden it was like this outline with different uh different like characters with different clothes and some of them were like people from it looked like eskimos with the spear and, and all these things that i didn't realize i believe now are my some of my past lives just appearing in front of me and and all of a sudden, my, my, all my major chakras were exploding with energy. And I was like, what is happening right now? And, um, and then all of a sudden, it rose. I felt this thing wrap around. This energy rose. And then all of a sudden, it was just... <clears throat> and then huge amounts of energy pouring into my, into my body, into my spirit, to my mind. And it was like, you need to go to the mountains. You need to go to the Rocky Mountains and you need to videotape it. And so I, I started creating like these videos and called it Project Bring Me to Life um, and went across to the Rocky Mountains on the spiritual adventure and had, you know, almost some, some death experiences and really opened my eyes to, to life and to how how society is run and how I, we need to find our own truth. You know, like you said, that's a, that was, that was one of the main adventures is I'm going to find my own connection to spirit. You know, whatever anybody says, that doesn't have to be what I think. It doesn't have to be what I believe. So I went on that adventure and did a whole bunch of cool stuff, met some really cool people ended up going on another adventure the next year. Um, went to this mountain in Mount Montaka and it was near Little Rock, Arkansas. And we gathered around a mountain. We all held hands and sang about love and how we're all coming together and how life is being reborn. And then there I met a friend and we hitchhiked to 3DL. That's when we were at 3DL and met uh, Brianna and, and Brendan. And from there, it's just like, it just keeps going. And it's like a never ending adventure. And now I somehow ended up in the opposite mountains, in the opposite mountain range in the Appalachian Mountains and met Shannon. And ever since the first day we met, we've been together and turned Project Bring Me to Life into the Bring Me to Life network where we have different people with different shows and we do a whole bunch of other cool stuff, so. That is my story. Up till now. <laughs> awesome, Siluman. Thank you. Thank you so much for for sharing. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll make some space here. I want to be able to see if anybody has any questions for you. And and even and even if there's any questions for for Brianna as well, we can still uh, jump back to that. That's not a problem. Um, but if anybody here has any questions uh, for Siloman or even just any comments, please feel free. Maybe something where you're like, oh, I relate. Um, Daniel, I'll pass it to you in a second. I just want to mention uh, one thing real quick. So just as context, some of you um, heard Brianna and myself and Siloman talking about Three Days of Light and we're talking about this documentary. So if you YouTube search Three Days of Light Skull Babylon, Skull Babylon, my YouTube channel, just type in Three Days of Light Skull Babylon and you'll find it. But I'll also include it into the show notes and I'll included into the YouTube chat. I was literally talking about with Silomon about the idea of like doing like a community movie night, almost like, I don't know, like a online drive-in or something like that. I feel like we might as well. Um, but if you guys want to watch the documentary on your own time, you're more than welcome to. It's the 
It's one of the first full-length documentaries that I made, um, the second consciousness shifting documentary that I made, and and uh, that in itself was absolutely a part of the story of my awakening, where um, being able to to take part in this story in the internet where other people were starting to awaken and, and it wasn't the landscape that we have today uh not at all things were things were a little bit more spread out you know it was pretty much just facebook and youtube um but within that even still much like today the synchronicities were unfolding people were connecting people were finding each other uh, a big part of my awakening was li listening to the call of knowing that if i put out content other people would find it and then that would build a community and that would build you know networks and things like that and that's where for me, that was a big part of my journey was, uh, again, with, with paradigm shift. And I, and I apologize. I know this is just kind of sharing context, but just before we move on, I'll just do that. Uh, with me again, with creating paradigm shift, it was, it was encouraging people to take action where they were and to build paradigm shift communities where they were and to build meetup groups and have open-minded discussions. And so that was a big part of it. And even before the documentary took place, there was already like, I think like 30 or 40 paradigm shift communities across the globe, um, in different regions. And so the the gathering at three days of light uh was basically the first time for a lot of us where we experienced something of that level of love um something that was literally like a soul family reunion that's what we look at looked at it as and and it was something that just kind of came across the networks and it was there were other transformational festivals at the time but for some reason a bunch of us kind of caught caught the vibration of that and it was such a powerful thing to like see the synchronicity guide me and and even still like for me i, I had to go i had to cross the the american border um and that was like a big lesson because like i almost didn't get across the border because i didn't explain what i was doing properly because i thought i was going there for a job and then i had to get turned back and then i had to write this letter but the entire time i'm like i'm like i trust the universe this is gonna work just go with the process this is like here to show you that you're not here to quit and then lo and behold, I got through, uh, ended up driving up there with Charles Gilchrist, who some of you would know, like this super amazing sacred geometry artist uh, who was going to the festival. And, um, and just right away, the synchronicities were unfolding. And like I said, it was the first time to be in that space with other people who we recognize as soul family, who got us, who really got us. And I had been with other community um, locally, because obviously that was the thing I was focused on with facilitating the paradigm shift community where I was. But this was the first time where, you know, like the internet brought us together in this way. And and uh, I feel like there were some UFO sightings at, at that event. Um, and, and it was just incredibly powerful. Some breath work meditation we did, just being in that vibration, so powerful. Um, and, and absolutely, the, that festival, as well as the, the several other festivals I've been to, have been a story of my awakening, uh, being able to see ourselves within that. But I'll just say this real quick and I'll pass it to Danny. When we went to those festivals, we found, we found connection in a common mission. And that mission was to help make the world a better place. That mission was to be able to help shift consciousness. That mission was to help spread kindness and spread love. So it wasn't just purely this celebration for the sake of, oh, we party hard and we go home. It was like, no, let's talk about how we're here to change the world. And that energy, I'm like, whoa, this is possible. And then for me, as with all the other festivals I've been to, it was like an energy that I brought back with me. And I began to share it and I began to incorporate it into my online presence and with my local community. And, and I know that that echoes a, a, the idea of transformational story, transformational festivals being a part of other people's story. Because quite frankly, as I said, just real quick, when you're gathering in a space like that with that many people, there is a very particular vibration. And for a lot of people, it is the first time that they have ever experienced like love in that 
type of magnitude, like that degree of openness or like, holy cow, like this is the best way to describe it was like, a, like heaven on earth. Like it basically was that. And it was, and it, and it opened up my mind to what was possible. And I'm like, this is a thing we can live like this. This is, doesn't have to just be a festival. This festival is a symbol for how we can live. And now this is what a lot of us are here to embody. You know, kindness, compassion, creativity, consciousness. So Danny, I, I, I apologize for jumping in on that. So for everybody here, Three Days of Light, Skull Babylon, YouTube search that. I'll post it into the show notes. Go ahead, check that documentary out if you want a real throwback and you want to see some like chibi Brendan and chibi Brianna uh, in that. And Silomans, he's I'm sure he's there. I have to go back and check the footage. I'm sure we'll, we'll see him in there somewhere. And, and uh, yeah, just be able to enjoy that journey and uh, see how, how much it's still relative today. Man, it's crazy. We were talking about the craziest stuff back then, man. Anyways, Danny, I'll pass it over to you when you're ready. Uh, go ahead, be a question for Suleiman or Brianna or anything else. Uh, yeah, so my question is for Suleiman. Is that how you pronounce it? Got it. Okay, so my question is, when you had your Kundalini awakening and when you like froze and saw yourself like I know you said you did chakra meditation uh, but I was wondering if there's something specific that may have triggered it in that moment and additionally like what changed in your life after having that experience like how did your perception of reality or yourself change that is a great question um, so I think what triggered it was a combination of a few things one of them was uh, I listened to this podcast, I think it was Project Camelot, and they're interviewing David Icke. And he was talking about this, this story where he went to this mountain and he went to the top of the mountain and he froze stiff and had this experience. And I listened so deeply to that, that experience and that story and I kept thinking about it over and over again in my mind. And the combination of that and kind of being on that vibration and really looking into it and really being open to that experience because I started thinking that would be like a really amazing experience to have. I'd be open to that. Um, so, so that kind of laid the foundation for, for it to happen. And then when I was looking at myself in the mirror, I think what happened was I, I all of a sudden started thinking about um, this kundalini awakening experience that that david had where he kind of just like froze stiff and i and i started looking at myself in the mirror and there was something guiding me to just unfocus my eyes and i think this is a legitimate meditation that you can practice where you look in the mirror at yourself but you let your eyes unfocus so that you're not focused on your specifics you're just focused on sort of like your your outline you're basically detaching from your ego when you allow that to unfocus and and then you just clear your mind you clear your body and i just kind of like naturally went into that and you know i i can't tell you if it's if it's something that will happen immediately if it's something that will happen after trying it a few times um, everybody's experience is is little different um, but I would say just you know hold that in 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 your your heart and your mind that you're you're ready and that you're open um, and then 
after it happened, after this explosion of energy in my chakras, literally, like it was so intense. I literally quit both of, of the jobs that I was working because like I said, like, I was like, I need to go to the mountains. I literally opened up my, all of my bodies, my, my emotional body, my spirit body, you know, all the bodies. So open that I was like, okay, spirit, guide me. And it was like, blah, blah, blah. and it was just like, this intuition kicked in. It, it was, it was very clear on what I needed to do to receive, um, like a, a fulfillment of a goal or a fulfillment of a desire or, or a dream um, because, you know, I really wanted a deeper connection. So when I opened myself up to this Kundalini awakening, it opened everything. Spirit was able to, to come in and, and guide me to the path in order to fulfill that desire to connect deeply with spirit. Um, but be very careful of what you're, you're letting in. Um, and if something raises your vibration, something feels more loving, more compassionate, more open and understanding, you know, and instead of like, this is how it has to be, it's more like open and it can be like this and I can show you this way. Um, so just be very careful with that. Otherwise it's, you know, it's very powerful. Um, be ready to to drop your old life a lot of old friends will disappear your you know your family might not understand what's going on so you have to be very compassionate and understanding towards your family um you know my family still probably wonders what i'm doing and i just keep telling them i love you and that's all i can really do um, because I don't think it's our job to force our family to see things the same way that we do. Thanks for the question. Snap, snap, snap. Awesome. Silomon, thank you for sharing. Danny, do you want to reply to that before we keep passing the talking stick? If that answered, no, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Silomon, thank you so much for sharing. And, and again, you know, like the just just goes to show the many ways in which we as consciousness are here to awaken because that's kind of like the interesting thing is that you know there's a million different one ways up the mountain and some of us that that experience could be something where it's like quite visceral it could be like a physical experience and and even listening to you talking about the the kundalini energy uh, that awakening of energy and things like that honestly that's something where like I actually have more context for that um, after what happened with the weekend with like my UFO sighting where I essentially experienced a similar version of that um, that was prompted as a result of the UFO sighting, which I'll talk a little bit more about. And I got a separate YouTube video that's coming out soon where I get into more detail about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's I think it's important for the people listening to here to just be very in some ways. Um, I don't want to just say it. I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to say stay in your own lane. That's not quite what I'm trying to say, because that is a little bit of a facetious term, but really just like honor the uniqueness of your path without necessarily trying to compare yours to others. Because I think even just right now, you know, especially for those of you who may be new to spirituality, you're going to be hearing a lot of different people saying like, oh, here's my story of awakening. Here's what I did. Here's what happens to me. But if you don't have that happen to you, it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean it's not happening. Maybe it's just happening in other ways. And the fact is, our awakening is happening all the time for us, just in different ways. So kind of be humble, 
and, and just kind of be open to, to it meeting you in a way that that's meant for you that will continue to awaken you and you know within your own journey within your own path and yeah you know some people are going to start off with like very energetic sensation awareness that type of relationship and some people may not fully experience that years 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 and down later but in the meantime they still have plenty of other parts of of the awakening and so that's the thing like the awakening it's it's multifaceted you know and and, and if anything we we awaken within different aspects of ourself because the awakening is like making the unconscious conscious so that's kind of the story of our awakening is literally just kind of like finding all the little unconscious parts in ourselves and making them conscious over time and sometimes that unconscious part could be like something related to like the body the energy body so to speak so cool Silamon, thank you for sharing and and we'll get ready to pass the talking stick over uh, real quick but if there's anything else you just wanted to add in real quick before we do that uh please feel free to let me know and then um, either Shannon or Lauren can go next. So whoever wants to go next. So Silamon, I'll pass over to you and let me cool. know. Yeah. Um, can you guys hear me? My, I think my computer's lagging a little bit. But um, I think that is a really important point to make because I, you know, through my journey early on, especially, I, I definitely saw and heard about experiences. I was like, ooh, I would love to do that. And it never happened. And, you know, it was like, ah, but, you know, you it happens other ways and and you got to be open to it happening in, in many different ways because we're here to not be all the same we're not here to conform we're here to be open to all different kinds of experiences um and if i if i may i did want to ask brianna a question real quick about the about 3dl yeah she's still there <laughs> yeah okay she's still she's still alive good um Speaking of like just having experiences like the Kundalini awakening, I know during 3D Owl we all took part in the in the um, in the Phoenix Merkaba activation, mm -hmm. and I know that's another powerful experience that Danny, you, you may be very interested in that as well, just as powerful. Um, so what what was your experience like during the the Merkaba? Did you experience like a Kundalini awakening, or was it something different? Oh, I definitely experienced some sort of awakening. I don't know if I could give it a specific name, but I, my whole energy body did vibrate. Um, I definitely had like energy breakthroughs. It's hard to explain unless you do the actual breathing technique, but we hyper oxygenated our bodies essentially, which pumped oxygenated blood through our capillaries to like even the tiniest points in our fingertips. So everything began to vibrate. Everything became really enlivened. And so what ended up happening was that I started to be able to see people's auras because normally I can turn it on and turn it off and I usually have it off this what because of that activation, it just turned on and I could just like look around the circle and see everybody's aura and see everybody's third eye. Even when I closed my eyes, I could see people's lights just like that's what I can really describe it as is like a little flame or something in my mind's eye but with my eyes closed I could see like everybody's little flames around the circle still and so that was like a pretty powerful experience just from doing that meditation and it was so powerful that when he did it a second time I stayed outside of the building and you can see that in the documentary um but I stayed outside the building because it's it was so it was like so intense it was very intense yeah Yes. Yeah, and thank you, Brianna, for sharing. And, and again, just as um, context for those of you who are curious, uh, this breath meditation, it's in the documentary. And then there's actually like a full recorded version of it 
makes me almost want to go back to it and just kind of like check it out you know but that was a shout out, shout out to our our belated friend phoenix uh who who facilitated that and and even just the idea of like him bringing his wisdom to be able to share with the community really excites me so for anybody here is interested um basically what is it like a half hour breath exercise sorry sorry guys you guys they could hear me but you guys couldn't anyways long story short i just said uh thank you brianna telling people what it was and shout out to phoenix and it's awesome to be able to bring his wisdom back to be able to share with the community i appreciate it. i don't know if you guys saw it. they're all like waving at me because i had myself muted in zoom that's that's the team i want right just wave me down when need be so what i was uh, gonna say if anybody's interested in checking that out uh go ahead the, the again it's in the info for the journey uh the three days of light movie journey to rockmont is what it's called and i'll post a link for that in the in the youtube info again so make it easy for you guys but with that said we'll we'll get ready to move into some more topics and some more discussions um again there's a, a if i if i feel it's relative i may share a little bit um i could share a bit about like some psychedelic experiences because those are really powerful i could share about um a quick synchronicity that was a big initiating uh element for me and i could talk about uh, a little bit about my ufo experience but again like there's no limit like seriously, like every week there's like some sort of some sort of new element within our bigger story. Because I mean, the fact is, the story of our awakening is literally the story of our lives. So, um, isn't that the name of a soap opera saying? Story of what was that? Story of our lives is that what it's called? I'm dating myself here. I don't even think it was that. But anyways, uh, times of our lives. That's what it was. Is that what it was? Anyways, we'll uh, keep passing the talking stick around. Um, Lauren or Shannon, if one of you wants to go next, um, just whoever politely puts their hand up first, Shannon will go next. Okay, so we'll pass it over to Shannon. Shannon's on the microphone with Silamon. So Shannon, when you're ready, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for joining and for sharing your story. Please feel free to briefly introduce yourself and when you're ready. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be with the Paradigm Shift family. Sila's always talking so highly. Um, I'm Shannon. I go by Shantastic Shine on most social medias. And I love talking about the awakening story because for so long, I thought I was so alone. And it was a very uncomfortable feeling um, because my, my story kind of dates back as long as I can remember. I've been really fascinated with spiritual connection and like religion and that whole paradigm of like what's really out there in the world. And from a really young age, uh, I dealt with a lot of darkness. Like my family had a lot of death and a lot of um, addiction and just heavy, dark energy for a long time. And that was kind of like more one side of my family. And the other side was very like, uh, for lack of better terms, prim and proper and conservative and like anti-woo it seemed. And, but yet they didn't go to church and stuff like that. So I was just fascinated by the whole dynamic. And when I was really young, I started connecting with what felt like other energies, which is why I was so intrigued by Danny's story about connecting with other energies, because I felt like I had these imaginary friends, as my family would call them, on a deeper level. And they helped me kind of cope with things that were happening in my life and um, different energies like that. And they felt very angelic. And uh, I, I had kind of like nicknames for them and stuff. And this is when I was like super young. And one of them I called Michael. And I, I had lots of different people with the name Mike that would like come into my life and uh, kind of like lead me down a better path. And when I was about, uh, I was about four or five and I had this really angel kind of experience where I, uh, 
I started like seeing this entity that was telling me that my mom was going to pass away. And it was like prepping me for this existence that was about to happen to me. And it was really intense because they told me that my mom was going to die. And I didn't know what death was at that age, um, but that it was going to shift me into this energy. And I was still going to be able to talk to her. So my spiritual awakening is very like connecting with spirit kind of awakening. And it was super powerful um, because I was so scared and I had to tell my family and they thought I was young and they didn't want to listen to these messages. And when I was six, my mom passed away right after having like my little brother, like a week later. So it was like me and my little brother now in this kind of like abusive, addictive household and it was very heavy, but I had these like angelic spirits that they called imaginary friends. And um, one side of my family didn't want to like put me into therapy for it. They're like, oh, she'll grow out of it. And the other side was like, this is strange. Like she can't be talking to energies and having these imaginary friends that help her through this darkness. Like what? And it, it got really unbalanced, but I, I didn't let them go because they served me and they brought peace to me and they started giving me this guidance. And there was like Raphael, but I called him Ralphie and things like that. And it was really kind of like weird because I didn't know anything about Archangels at this point. Like I, I didn't start going to church or anything until I was like, um, I, I guess like six or seven, like right around when my mom died, they put me in Bible school. And it was this like week long camp of like learning about the Bible and understanding religion in a spirituality way. And I guess they thought it was going to like help me understand angels in a different perspective, which really it just was like, oh, there's this book where these people talk to these imaginary things all the time and that's fine. But when I do it, it's weird. And I was like, what? So I just kind of like kept going with it. And uh, I asked the, the religious people all these questions and they didn't know how to answer them. And they got really frustrated with me. And um, so my mom passed away while I was at church. Um, I was actually singing this little light of mine and like a church performance thing. And it was like this monumental moment for me where I was like, well, they told me my mom was gonna die and now I gotta let this light shine, which is where I got my like Shannon Shine name for my awakening experience. But it was super like, okay, I've been given this mission and I'm this kid and no one's gonna believe me. Um, so I just kind of rolled with it for a while and I went through kind of like the emo MySpace days where everyone just got real dark for a while and like talking about spirituality was like super too woo for everybody. But people would start coming to me and asking me for advice. And I would hear these kind of like angelic channelings and I would just be like, well, this, and I would be like, how do I know that? I've never experienced anything like this, but this person seems so helped by this message. <laughs> so I would just give the messages and kind of keep going with it. And someone gave me like an Oracle deck and I really loved the pictures on it because I was super artsy and that's how I channeled my um, like understanding to the angels and things like that was through art and pictures. And uh, I guess I was doing light language before I knew what it was because my papers at school were just covered in doodles and craziness that only made sense to me, I guess. Um, so I, I rolled with that too. And then when I hit like puberty uh, this goes into the space realm. So Brendan, I'm so excited to hear about your UFO experiences because I started having these dreams where I felt like I was abducted. And then I was like, I'm crazy. I'm officially like fully crazy. Now I'm talking to these angels. I feel like I've been abducted. I I'm aware that I'm crazy. And I just kind of had to like roll with that too. Like, what do you do with that? But they didn't want to hurt me. They just wanted to show me a different world. And sometimes I would like communicate with this one energy that would give me really clear messages and be like, this is what you've kind of experienced in this other 
galactic life of sorts and it would like take me into this world that was like very cat-like and very into nature um and this was way before the blue avatar movie came out so when that movie came out i was like those are my people <laughs> and like fell in love with that whole like okay so i'm not alone here somebody else has had this full entire vision enough to like get a bunch of money together and make this big animated movie that everybody loves so it made me feel not so alone and i started then like searching for other people because i'm in a very small religious town where there's nobody that gets this sort of thing um fast forward a few years i went through like a transformational festival that was really more of like a party festival but it like gave me the segue i needed into meeting the right people to really take me to a transformational festival there's a big difference between certain festivals where there's a lot of uh alcohol and darkness and drugs and things that you think are giving you this transcendental experience but are really just making it heavy and dark and opening you up for some really bad experiences um and I was lucky enough to have a mutual friend that was like in the star seeds group. I see, I saw spirit science. I saw paradigm shift when it was like in its new baby stages, like back when it first started. And I just kind of like creeped it for a while and was like, okay, is this really my people? Is this like a joke? Is they making fun of this? Like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a transformational festival a little different. I started going to workshops and all my other friends are still like partying and I'm like taking in all this knowledge and like, okay, so I'm not alone. There's other people out there that feel like they can talk to angels. And I started learning that Archangel Michael was a thing. It was like, so this whole time I've been talking to Archangel Michael, like what? <laughs> and it, it like really put a lot of confirmation into my experience. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I asked Spirit, I was in a really crappy, un-understanding un relationship. He was all science. My crystal sucked. Everything I said wasn't real. I was crazy. And like, very leachy, uh, not welcoming behavior for someone who's going through a spiritual awakening. And I heard about manifesting was like, I want a crew. Okay, so step one done. And then like somebody called and was like, Hey, I need a space to stay for these like high vibe humans for root wire festival. You're like an hour away. Can they just come? And I was like, well, I just got out of a relationship. My grandma's dying, but spirit, my archangel says, yeah, it's, it's game. Let's do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And I opened my house to these like strangers. Hugh Silamon, um, and they like came to my house for Rootwire and were participating in the festival and I was volunteering for the festival and it all magically worked out. And in that manifestation, I said, I wanna create a community where we can reach other amazing people. I wanna really find that community. And CeeLo comes and um, Ashton from Spaceship Earth and Scott and there's like a whole bunch of other people that came in, but CeeLo was like, I really have this dream and I've already started this project called Bring Me to Life and everything about it sounded really great and he told me about 3dl and paradigm shift and going on his like national adventure and we just kind of started diving in to bring me to life and i've been so grateful to find so many amazing humans out there i could probably go on for so many things but i've taken enough time for everybody thanks for listening <laughs> shannon thank you thank you so much for for sharing that and just being able to give us like a full a full narrative there like i think we just like we we cross like yeah like two decades there i felt it yeah no that was keep it short but informative <laughs> it was it was beautiful it was very very well said and very well communicated and and again just honoring just honoring you feeling comfortable for sharing your vulnerability within this space and and again you know i think just talking about the the death of your mother when you were younger i i think 
being able to talk about that again is very important and for other people to even be able to perhaps in some way you know some people may have experiences of death in their past and and they may see it as like something that like was was a very you know like heavy 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 thing but sometimes when you're just like wait a second was that death actually a catalyst like did that actually did that actually like propel me in a, in a direction and and absolutely you know with a lot of people without necessarily just referring to shannon's experience i know with a lot of people death absolutely can be a big part of the spiritual awakening especially when you get into that realm where you understand that there is a relationship that expands that extends beyond the physical and and there are other ways to be able to develop relationships and everything like that so i, I appreciate you sharing that shannon and, and everything else uh as well and and again i, I love your your story with the with the avatar and that's fascinating because again you know it just goes to show that I think as, as a lot of us as children, we have like this full spectrum of our awakening. It's already inside of us, but maybe we just don't know how to process it or we don't know what to do with it. We haven't been told to nurture it sort of thing. Uh, and then that's where the journey of awakening kind of starts with like, oh, you, you're, you're actually pretty woke as a child. And then you kind of move into this next stage of amnesia. And then you kind of continue to rise out of that. And, and even still, you know, that, that wave continues. And I'm sure for some people, there are parts of their journey where there, for those of you who may be listening to this, where there may be parts of your journey where you've like been into spirituality and then you kind of like shift out of it, but then you shift back into it and you shift back into it with even like more, with more vigor and more inspiration. So uh, it's definitely a part of the, the path. But I would say again, one thing that I've always said from the beginning and then I'll pass the talking stick. And if anybody has any questions for Shannon, uh, we'll, we'll do that as well. Where I always think of the journey of awakening literally as this process more so of uh, a journey of remembering. Uh, when you go through the process of awakening, that's what, from my experience, a lot of it felt like was is very intuitive. It was very kind of like heart oriented. Um, and a lot of it was observing patterns in new ways, seeing things uh, with new eyes. The world around me didn't change, but the way I saw it did. Suddenly trees were no longer just trees. They were the branches and they were the, the you know, trees were my lungs and they were the veins in my arms. And, you know, spiral of my fingertip was a spiral of a galaxy and the pine cone was the universe. And all of these things uh, naturally begin to happen because, again, I think the awakening process is something that's inside of us that that is innately there and innately created to synergize with our reality around us. So simply by being in it, we will continue to awaken for those of us who have chosen to do that here. And, um, and there's something else I was going to say, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait until a little bit later and we can get more into the discussion there. And uh, I just want to be able to hold space here. If anybody, does anybody have any quick questions? Even for those of you, if you're posting comment, if you're posting questions in the YouTube chat, please type in all caps question and then type your question that way. So it's easy for us to see. Does anybody else have any comments, questions for Shannon or anything, even just heartfelt response, please feel free to put your hand up and we'll do that. And we'll move into Chris, Kristen. Yeah, was that pass it over to Kristen? I think if Kristen put their hand up, Kristen, when you're ready, welcome to the podcast, and we'll get you to share your story shortly as well. So, Kristen, go ahead. Awesome! Thank you guys so much for sharing beautiful space, Shannon. I can really relate with your story of um, just being able to have that different spectrum of um, guidance in your life when it comes to family and. I actually did have a question for you on that. Did you ever at any point really feel like you were able to connect with them and help them see kind of where you're at in life now? Or do you feel like that's still pretty separate for you? My family? Yeah. 
I actually really connect with people who have passed over. And that was the thing I wanted to kind of add to Brendan's thing. So death for me has been a huge catalyst. I didn't really lose my mom. In eight years, I lost eight people. So I say I walked through like the layers of death and I got to connect with somebody different. I lost my dad. I lost my grandmother who raised me. I lost my grandfather. I lost my uncle. Every time somebody raised me, I lost them. And I was told each time by the angel, it was like a slight little warning, like this is gonna happen. I actually found two of them in a, in a very dark situation. So I had to like connect with their spirit in that moment to be like, do you want like help coming back? And I was like seven to 10 when that happened. Um, so that's actually what I've dedicated my life to is helping people connect with others in the spirit realm. Um, I do what I call soul sessions and I do like readings where I, I kind of start out with cards because I'm a visual person and that's how I start to get my clairvoyant messages. And then I kind of, I kind of connect with spirit telepathically is the best way I can explain it. And I, I do my best to hold space for others. I tell people that when I do those sessions, I have to respect boundaries because not all spirits want to communicate. They are sometimes still very stuck in a lot of their, their personal spirals or their control dramas. And they have to kind of come to terms with that in their own transitioning state. Um, I could go on and on and on about it. Um, you can totally hit me up at Shantastic Shine if you want more info on that. But I, I loved explaining how spirit and soul has kind of explained to me its transitional process through um, losing so many people. Uh, a couple of my friends started kind of calling me like a death doula because it just makes sense to me on a different level. Thank you. Uh, thank you again, Shane, for sharing. Seal, did you, were you about to say something or no? No. no. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I, again, and, and just just as a heads up, Shan, thank you again. And just as a heads up, Shan, we'll have to get you uh, on air for a future podcast that we're going to be doing. This has been on the schedule. It's just a matter of when, <clears throat> excuse me, but we do actually, uh, I do actually want to be able to hold a podcast discussion that would be on the spiritual wisdom of death and dying. And, and that would be something that I think is very important for us to be able to have conversation about. And so fortunately, again, you know, Shannon, obviously her story, not an easy one, a path, not an easy one, but with it, it has given her this very unique wisdom that is incredibly valuable, that, that helps her serve others. And so I invite all of us to see that, you know, that perspective that when the challenging things happen, it's actually giving us the gift of wisdom. It's giving us a gift of strength. It's giving us a gift of empathy. And then it allows us to be able to help assist others along our path. And and what I was just going to say, and then we'll, we'll pass this over to, um, I, I, I want, does Kristen want to go next? Because I know Kristen's on limited Wi-Fi battery stuff. Lauren, we're going to pass it to Kristen if that's cool. And then we also have Kelly in here and Camilla. So we got a full, full crew, full crew in here. So thank you again, everyone, for joining in. And we'll do our best to get around the circle. Uh, if we have to extend the podcast by a little bit, that's okay. But we'll try to keep it within maybe two and a half hours. Um, but anyways, one thing I was just going to say, you know, going back to the the word waking up awakening right you can't say the word awakening without noticing that a big part of that word is literally wake and what do you do awake is something that follows death awake is an event that happens as a part of uh when a person has died there is usually a wake that follows so uh it's understanding that you know even the process of awakening is literally the process of death in itself it is a process of something dying something being let go something transforming and those things may be illusions that we once held it may be old paradigms it may be old belief systems it may have been old versions of who we once thought we were so sometimes again you know it's acknowledging that like the awakening is also the death 
of the illusion, the transformation of the illusion, however you want to say it. But I just can't help but noticing that we put a lot of emphasis on the word awakening um, and, and just acknowledging how closely that is to, to death. And the reason for that is because death is life and life is death. So you literally can't have one without the other. And, and through the fate of destruction is the joy of rebirth. And we'll see that time and time again throughout our patterns where things will transform and be catalysts for other things. So thank you again, everyone, for joining in, for being a part of this discussion. We're going to pass it over to Kristen. And Kristen, when you're ready, please feel free to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your stories of awakening. When you're ready, Kristen, go ahead. Hello, sweet family. It's so beautiful to share space with you as always. I've so enjoyed being able to hear all of your lovely stories and how we all are able to just connect in spirit is absolutely beautiful. Um, I've really been excited to talk about this all week. I have been having conversations with friends and family and just really being able to reconnect. It's always fun to kind of go back to the beginning and kind of see where we've progressed to the now and maybe even where we're going to progress to the future. So Thank you, Brendan, for holding this beautiful topic. Um, I guess really my first memory with anything spiritual is really being a young girl, probably, I don't know, four or five, playing in the creek. And I always played with fairies. And I remember building little fairy homes. And in the dirt, I would always make like little cities and kind of have my own little stories going on. So just really having that highly active imagination as a young, young child. And then as I grew, um, I, my family was very religious and kind of gave me a lot of different opportunities to connect with spirit. And from there, whenever I was around 13, I had a religious experience where I was able to connect with spirit on a very deep level. And I remember that being the first time I really felt spirit flow through me and connect with my energy and um, really just seeing the guidance around me. And then I guess you could say as it grew, you know, things became more difficult as it tends to do. So being caught up in the heavier densities and getting involved in some traumas that really happened in my life that helped me to grow, to be who I am today and challenged me to be able to see the light in all of the dark of the situations and really be able to... Um, see the dark in other people, but also being able to see the light within them as well. So I really am able to see people for who they are, which is just really lovely at this point. But it's been quite a challenge. And I guess you could say it kind of deterred me on my path. But all the while, I still was very connected with the spiritual, um, falling into tarot, grabbing my intuition. I've also had um, premonitions often, I'm always able to kind of judge situations and where they're going to be going, which has been really great for me in my financial life, just being able to hold jobs in management and being able to lead groups and be teachers. So really being able to utilize what I've learned on my spiritual path in my day-to-day -day life has been a true blessing for me. Um, but really, I guess I would say the moment I truly connected with my purpose, so to speak, was whenever I did have a near-death experience and um, was in a situation where I was born with a defect in my heart and it was to a point where I could pretty much die at any moment in time and I knew this so it was it was really hard to go about my day knowing that hey any moment I could basically short circuit and no longer be here and so in knowing that it really 
helped me be able to kind of connect with the importance of living in the now moment and being able to appreciate the little things in life. But eventually it did get to a place where it was affecting my health and I needed to have surgery. So it took me two years to find a doctor that was willing to do the surgery on me because of the location of the defect in my heart. It was a very risky surgery. It was very likely that I wouldn't make it or they could mess up and accidentally uh, burn the part of my heart that makes it pump. So I was determined. I knew I was going to find somebody because I had a path to follow. And uh, yeah, so I found a doctor that was willing to perform the surgery. And in the surgery, I actually left my body and kind of watched the entire thing happening from um, above the room. So I watched them go in and uh, perform the procedure and kind of watched my body as it was laying there on the table. And um, yeah, just really being able to like see all of that as it was going on was really humbling, I guess you could say, to be able to be like, you know, this is just a body. This is just a vessel. I am a spirit. I am energy. And, you know, there's more to life than just this physical world. And in that moment, you know, I actually felt them burn the location on my heart while I was kind of, you know, out of body, so to speak. And in that moment, whenever they did that, I remember being asked, like, do you want to come back to your body? Do you want to be here? And I had this big pull almost like a rope attached to me that was like, yes, like I need to go back. I have something I need to do. I've got a mission or purpose, so to speak. And so, you know, really being able to choose to come back to my body and reconnect with that has been a very big catalyst for me. It was like, as soon as I woke up from surgery, I was ready to go. I only took two weeks off from work to recover, which was not recommended by my doctors. But ever since then, it's just been like, a really rapid pace, like I've got some ground to make, I've got some learning to do, I've got messages to share, and really just trying to find the journey and outlet to get there while also managing a lot of um, light work and energy channeling and premonitions and <laughs> all the all the fun stuff that goes along with connecting with your spiritual um, gifts and uh, all of that. So, and I really just want to say too, that like, for me, my spiritual journey has been really difficult and it's been really alone. A lot of it has been something I've had to keep hidden because the people that were directly related to my life were very judgmental or hateful or, um, discouraging to say the least. And so finding my voice was really, um, beautiful. And I have to absolutely thank Brendan and the Paradigm Shift community for offering this beautiful space. I only found you guys a few months ago, but every day since then, I wake up knowing that I have a community that's there to support and love and share this beautiful vision of creating the world to be a better place full of love and light and support. And I just thank you all so much for always being there and always showing me what it is to that we're doing you know it's for the love of the world and for the love of each other and just being able to have you cosmic mirrors every day and that support and love has been absolutely beautiful for me so thank you namaste i love you all and that's my story 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen, so much for sharing. And uh, apolog apologies for just confirming. When you had your surgery, how long ago was that? <laughs> it was actually two years ago. And uh, it was funny because it was, I remember before the surgery happened, it was like, I didn't care if I died, to be honest with you. It was kind of like, I was at a really, I was going through a lot of personal trauma. I had been in a really um, abusive relationship and life was not so great for me. And so I, whenever I went in, it was like, I really was okay with letting go. <laughs> so being able to have that experience where I reconnected with my purpose and coming back into my body with a choice and knowing that like every day I wake up is a choice to be here and a choice to go towards the path of enlightenment and love has just been wonderful. So, but yeah, two years ago. Wow. So, so not that long ago at all, all things considered, that's very recent. And um, again, even you had your out-of-body experience and that in itself is incredibly fascinating. Were you aware that out-of-body experiences were even a thing prior to that happening? Yeah. So I've always been a lucid dreamer and I do a lot of out-of-body work in my dream space. So it was definitely something I was aware of but I didn't really fully understand what it was, I guess. Like I understood the concept, but the actual feeling of detaching your soul from your body, I guess, is not really something you can just explain. So kind of. <laughs> right. So it, again, going back to like that experience being a catalyst for your awakening, there's just like a moment when you're there and you're just like, this is happening this is real like this is my consciousness existing beyond my body and yeah like undeniably that like, you can't once that happens to you you can't un you can't unknow that you no one could tell you that you can't experience that so uh chris and yeah. I'm, i again i appreciate you sharing and and i know that your story is again everybody here like if you guys resonate with kristen's story in particular please feel free to let kristen know in the chat because uh as as challenging as it is like the fact is like there are a lot of people whose spiritual awakenings will be as a result of ndes you know it won't be the only thing but undeniably you know like it's it, it's an interesting thing I'll, I'll talk more about it in a little bit um kind of like where these uh awakening triggers can kind of happen in different ways does anybody have any quick questions or comments for for kristen and then we'll we'll pass it over i, I think we'll pass it to lauren after and uh, I think there's a question okay, see them on or Shannon. Go ahead if you guys have some questions or comments for Kristen. I, go ahead. I can't see the chat. Can somebody read it to me, please? Yeah, it said, "Did you see your your guides? Any of your guides while you were in the spirit oh, yeah. realm?" <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Um, I had Jesus there with me. I had Archangel Michael there with me, and a few other of my family members that had passed over as well. It was like a whole room full of spirits. So, and it was great. It was kind of like, I was just, at first I was like hanging out with my body, you know, watching what was going on. Cause it was pretty cool. And then I kind of ascended a little bit, I guess, into like this group of spirits. And that was like a conversation pretty much happened. It was like, you know, Hey, you have your choice. Are you gonna, you know, keep going down that path <laughs> or, you know, join, join the next go around. So, but yes, absolutely. Wow. That's, that's incredibly powerful. And, and again, huge thumbs up, Kristen, cause you're definitely, you're, you're doing it, you know? And, and that's where like, 
it's not an experience that I've personally had an an NDE, but I can understand how, to a degree, how something like that makes every single day beyond it even more precious, even more magical. And now here you are an ambassador for that message. And, you know, hopefully people don't need to experience that in order to be able to acknowledge it, witness it and connect with it. So very, very fascinating. Kristen, I know you're probably, uh, your Wi-Fi and everything's probably limited. So if you need to jump off, any other closing notes or, or gratitude you'd like to express? And if you're jumping back on later, that's totally cool. But um, I assume you're probably going to be jumping off soon. And if so, give a closing closing remark or anything. Absolutely. Thank you, Brendan. Um, I just want to say that for anybody, no matter where you're at on your spiritual path, just know that you are in the right place. At this exact now moment, you have all the tools that you need to be growing and flourishing on your journey. So just be gentle and kind with yourself and with others on the process. And when you are meant to experience whatever it is that you are wishing to experience, it will happen. Um, just I think we might, have, process, we might have lost, we might have lost Kristen's audio there at the end. Kristen, if you're still there, can you, if you're still talking, I don't know, the internet might be glitching out. Can you repeat the last 20 My, seconds? <laughs> just uh, can you hear me now is this better <laughs> okay yeah just yeah my internet's horrible it's fine we'll get it fixed next week but um just be gentle with yourself and trust trust in divine time because everything will happen as it's supposed to so that's pretty much all i was saying that and like if you ever need help or guidance just ask and be open to your intuition and like learn to trust yourself because that's a really important step so <laughs> Thank you all Absolutely. so much for holding beautiful space. So much love for you all. I am going to jump off just because I know my internet's going to mess up the whole feed. So ow, ow, ow for when we end. And I love you all. <laughs> Thank you for sharing beautiful space as always. Thank you. Thank you again, Kristen. Awesome. So Kristen's going to be in the YouTube chat. She's not far away, but you can definitely connect with her at Pin Oak Rising on Instagram. And yeah, if you tune in and you're listening to this please feel free to even just send Kristen a dm and you can also find Kristen as well as any other team members here also in our team chat uh, as well so beautiful all right team uh we're at about 10 30 so we're, we're getting up to the two hour point uh we do also have camilla uh who is in here as well so welcome to camilla and it mentioned uh before there uh was lauren who we're gonna pass it to next and kelly uh who we'll hear from as well and again we'll just kind of flow through the discussion we'll uh We'll, we'll hold space to, for, to make sure everyone gets a chance to be able to share, but we'll probably wrap things up within, I would say within like 35 minutes, give-ish or take, but uh, we'll, we'll just go with the flow. Lauren, if you're ready, thumbs up and I'll pass it over to you. Beautiful. All right, Lauren, please feel free to briefly introduce yourself. Welcome back. And when you're ready, go ahead and tell us the story of your awakening. Hello, soul family. My name is Lauren Brown. I'm a hypnotherapist in Connecticut. And I'm actually really new to the spiritual journey. So about five years ago, I did have a near-death experience. And I agree with everyone. A spiritual journey and awakening is just an ebb and flow throughout life. There's no right or wrong way to feel anything. It's just taking space and being holding that space for yourself. But um, about five years ago, me and my partner decided to quit our jobs and road trip across the United States to all the national parks. So we saved up and we decided to take off and a tractor trailer as I was driving, hit my car, spun me over on the highway and smashed me into a guardrail. <laughs> and I could feel just before this, I was an atheist, complete atheist. Um, 
you know, watched Zeitgeist and just felt like love was the only answer. You know, love was my religion. I just wanted to spread love, but really there could have been darkness after life, after death. <laughs> um, so we had this accident and it was very near death, you know, we were smushed, but we walked away okay, completely fine, just scratches. So we decided to keep going on this journey, but I had intense PTSD after the journey, you know, car anxiety, just fears. And that's really what got me into meditation. So I went back to my job that I quit because they brought me back and I worked at a company called Big Mouth Inc. We created and designed um, pool floats, all these novelty toys. And, you know, we worked with China and I kind of felt a little bad about that, you know, mass production. It was kind of, it was always a fun job. We had a great team. We supported each other. But just the fact that I worked with mass production, I felt like this inkling something. I just didn't want to support really just you know consumption of things <laughs> I'm mostly a minimalist myself so um so I just started meditating when I got back from our road trip and just meditating every day my mom gave me this like five minute journal and it helped my PTSD with the driving and I would just go out during lunch every day at work and just sit in the woods and meditate and it helped my anxiety. My boss was like, I don't know what you smoked on that road trip, but you're handling all this crazy stuff way better. You're way less, you know, just able to <laughs> handle things a little bit easier, a little bit, you know, more taking space. And then I felt the separation of consciousness from body. And that's what really spun, you know, my real feelings towards what meditation is, what our bodies are, what our minds are and our separation of consciousness from body. So that's what meditation really did to me is help me understand and feel, physically feel the separation of consciousness. So as I would just tell everyone about like how amazing meditation is, my family, my friends, cause no one around me really does it at all. At, you know, no one's really in the spiritual realm. So that's why it's so great to meet all of you and have just these discussions and just listen to your stories. It's so fascinating. And so then someone gave me a book, um, Many Lives, Many Masters, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. Um, so I started reading that and then I read Journey of Souls and I started getting fascinated by past lives and death. I've always been fascinated by death. So that near that death experience kind of set me off and I decided to get my degree in hypnotherapy and really be a past life regression therapist. I love working with people doing that. So if anyone's interested, please feel free to reach out to me about past life regression. It is very fascinating and helps release so much trauma, so much cell memory trauma. Um, but I would love to just learn more about what you guys have to say about your awakenings. So that's what got me into kind of the past life regressions and feeling, you know, my kind of closeness to death, feeling this closeness to death during my spiritual awakening. And it's funny because someone shared in the numerology chat on leading members um, to find your moon sign. I think it was JK Ice, find your moon sign. And mine is 13 and it's very close related to death. I'm a Scorpio. My birthday's near Halloween. So I always felt this closeness to death. And now becoming hypnotherapist and learning from you guys, learning your spiritual journeys, it's really helping me to elevate these, these um, capabilities and just kind of harness them more and learn from you. So that's my spiritual awakening and I'm still going through it and learning and growing, but there's definitely a lot of things that come along the way, but that's my story. Thanks for letting me share my space. 
Lauren, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and again, already just being able to see some of the, the common themes already weaved through just some of the discussion that uh, we're, we're having here tonight. Um, I, I think there was something I was going to ask you, but CeeLo, did you want to reply to Lauren and ask a question oh, yeah. as well? You can do I was curious what, what kind of meditation you did while you were in the woods. Was it just like mindfulness where you became mindful of, of the nature that you were in or? Yeah, it was actually just, um, a f it would work my way up. So I would start at one minute and it would do different practices, like just breathing in lightness and breathing out darkness. Those visualization ones really helped me a lot. Um, and then I would do body scans. Body scans are really relaxing and help me kind of release my physical energy. <laughs> um, and I would work my way up from one minute to five minutes to 20 minutes. And now I meditate 25 minutes every morning. It's my morning routine. I need to do it. <laughs> um, I love chakra meditations. Those are amazing. And so many different tools in the toolbox for meditations that you can just try out and diverge in. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Silomon, again for for that response. And 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 yeah, Lauren, like, do you feel that doing the meditation also helped you kind of connect to your own personal relationship with oneness? Like, did was like, what was the feelings that were new to you when you started doing meditation? Because I mean, I think I'm sure for some of us, there's kind of like this egoic story within our mind where we're just like, what, like meditation can't be that good all you're doing there sitting there doing nothing that's hardly worth my time like convince me show me what i get out of this right like what did what was it that kind of convinced you that meditation was worth your time what, like what was that feeling and and how that associates your relate your awakening i could definitely physically feel a lessening of my anxiety. And then I got into the neuroscience, like I think you mentioned, I got into how it actually physically changes your brain, the quantum physics part of it. I like to be, I'm very logical, but I'm also abstract, which is what hypnotherapy deals with is the logical and abstract mind and us kind of balancing that, harnessing that energy. Um, and I think meditation really helped me through this whole pandemic through that was my second awakening where I kind of learned about a lot of different paradigms that I believed in and they were just taken down and I went really hard into this COVID spiritual awakening um you know kind of got a little nutso <laughs> you know thought people knew I knew too much or something um and so meditation helped me get through that. You know, I channeled a lot of my spirit guides during this whole pandemic. And I saw a lot of different things I've seen um, for my first spirit guides. I saw um, a blue deity with eight arms and, you know, touching my body. And I saw symbolism of me being chained up and then breaking free in a rainbow. And I just felt like it was kind of our purpose and just meeting you guys really this past month or couple months, it's just great to listen to your stories and hear your purposes and just support each other. Just trying to be more interdependent, um, no judgments, no jealousy, just supporting each other and loving each other is really what helped me through meditation. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Thank you again, Lauren, for, for sharing. And, and again, just for being able to, to add your story to the collective story, because again, you know, that's, it, it, it's fascinating as we're sitting here as we're we're literally archiving this experience right you know we're kind of like it's almost like we're kind of creating like another 
like crystallized version of the Akashic Records um, in the form of a podcast, in the form of storytelling, in the form of conversation. Like if literally someone listens to this and what are they getting? They're getting like a holographic view into each of our lives and into each of our records. And the thing that's interesting to me is again, when you understand kind of have that like step back, that oversoul Buddha nature type perspective. And, and you can literally see like all of these individual stories of awakening as our story of awakening. And so what does it mean when, when, you know, we, when we listen to Danny and Brianna and to Silomon and to Shannon and, and to, and to Lauren and to everybody, you know, what does it mean to be able to listen to that and, and to really be able to celebrate it? And to be able to be like, kind of like, be like, be like, yes, like slow clap build. Here it comes working through those shadows, working through that challenge. Oh, they're doing it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the thing with this journey of awakening is that, you know, even for those of you who may be on those early stages of it, kind of something that I was going back to earlier uh, about the, the full tree being within the seed, you know, like the full version of who we are here to be is already within us. And one of the ways you can think about this that for me kind of it helps it make sense is this idea of like reverse time theory so say for example that reverse time theory basically creates what the objective is first and then reverses engineers a reality that will lead you to that objective so kind of what i was even just going to say maybe passing back to lauren is uh using hers as an example you know in some way lauren's destiny her soul purpose her sole mission part of it was to become like a hypnotherapist you know and to be able to work with people in these ways and would that have happened if the car crash didn't happen would that have happened if the nde hadn't have happened so it's kind of like this thing where you know from that perspective it's not like you're like oh i'm glad that happened but i can see on a deeper level why that was necessary in order for me to become more of who I am and take that in a relative context. You could literally apply that to any point in your life. It's a choice to be able to, to see it that way. But I, the last thing I'll say, and then uh, again, maybe if, um, if Lauren, if there's anything else you want to share, that's fine. We'll pass it over to, I think, uh, either Camilla or Kelly. So if one of you wants to let me know who we're passing it to next. But one of the things that's kind of interesting is that like this this is this is a very very interesting idea that you know before we come into this incarnation we literally come here with a mission we come here with an objective we come here with something to do to be able to help assist with the collective shift in consciousness something we're here to share something important something that's a that's a pivotal part of our story and from my understanding it's kind of interesting because we have this thing known as free will within this reality and going back to even Kristen talking about you know like even in her NDE there was like this free will choice where the beings and the guide she was with is like do you want to go back or do you want to opt out like you have a choice right now you have a choice and so in the same way this choice when left unconscious kind of moves us into this narrative where basically we will go through periods of our life asleep and then basically we kind of make this agreement. Again, this is just an idea, but it's interesting to think about where it's like, it's like, all right, universe, like, th like this is your oversoul talking, your higher self. It's like, it's like, if I haven't woken up by the time I'm 25, if I'm still doing the regular routine, if I'm still doing this, if I'm still doing all that stuff, that's not really getting me any further and just indulging in fascinations. If I haven't woken up, wake me up. Do something to wake me up. And the universe is just like, okay whatever it takes like that's what you that's that's what you're agreeing to we will either you wake up on your own or the universe will literally kind of like step in and something will happen that will wake you up 
and and again in a lot of cases this is off this is quite common the case with ndes where you'll see this people are literally their their, their course trajectory is at in one current direction and it may be leading them towards you know just like ongoing just like you know just kind of greed and egotistic possessions and things like that and then you know for, say for example it could this this i swear this either the story has happened a hundred times or i read it somewhere you would have like you know like a foot i'm just using this example like a football player and then suddenly the football player gets in an accident they break their leg and suddenly they're not able to play football anymore and suddenly their identity they have this ego death that's who they were that's who they were here to be that was their future and yet lo and behold by slowing down and by causing them to go inwards, they discover something more about themselves. And lo and behold, synchronistically, the nurse who works at the hospital ends up becoming their wife or something like that, right? Like all of these things that kind of like lead from one thing to the other to the other. Um, we see this, we see this time and time again. So that's where I think even moving forward, knowing that this pattern still kind of repeats itself, our mission is to be able to kind of stay on our dharma, stay on our path towards our ongoing best version of ourself consciously and then when we're doing that the universe will continue to support it but there will be times where if we feel like we're kind of going off of that path something will bring us back to it something will bring us back to it and, and this is where it's for some people you would know what i'm talking about where it's like yeah you know i kind of fell out of spirituality for like five years there but then something happened and it brought me back something triggered and it brought me back and again that's kind of the universe doing what it can to bring to bring itself back so uh the journey of awakening is one that is supported by the karmic energies of the universe so either we consciously awake or the universe will kind of bring in an extra equation uh, that will help assist us in moving on to that path that will lead us to more of our awakening. Uh, if that resonates with you guys, drop an 11.11 in the chat. I hope that just kind of continues to build the picture of what we're creating here together and the dynamics of our shared stories. Um, Lauren, I, I'm not sure if there was a response uh, based on some stuff that I said earlier, but I'll pass it over to you. And even if there's just any closing uh, other words that you want to be able to share, uh, go ahead, Lauren, if you feel called. Um, I think that's about it for me, but thank you for letting me take that time. Awesome. All right. And thank you. Thank you again for sharing. Beautiful. All right. Okay. So with that said, team, uh, just checking in. Am I going to Kelly next? Is that confirming that? Okay, perfect. So Kelly, we'll pass over to you. Kelly, thank you so much for joining and for being back once again. Please feel free to briefly introduce yourself. And again, for, for sorry, for just going back two steps for everybody who's on air, if you guys haven't yet, post your links in the Zoom chat. That way, so I can include your links in the show notes or post them right to the YouTube chat yourself uh, or do both. Do both. And with that said, we'll pass it over to, sorry, we'll pass it over to Kelly. Kelly, when you're ready, please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us the story of your awakening. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Mystic Spider-Man, for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so my journey started not knowingly when I was a child, and it turned to be when I was about six years old, I would have precognition where I would be able to essentially, I would have dreams and then I would wake up out of the dream sleepwalk and I would come into what actually was happening. And it wasn't until I was a lot older that I realized what that actually was. Um, that being said, I was about 16 and that's when my life started to change a lot. I went through a lot of traumas as a child and things shifted. And as I grew older, I learned that uh, defense mechanisms because being 
a very empathic human being and also being adopted that a lot of the things that I had to learn, I had to learn how to relate to people and everything. Um, and I had a lot of defense mechanisms. It wasn't until I turned 26 years old and when I actually had a, um, a I died that I came to a new realization of myself. And that was one that really shifted my, my reality and who I am as a human being. Um, I, at that age, I essentially had two minutes approximately where I was gone. And through that process, it was, I went to a place where I didn't, I felt very much at peace. I felt where I was surrounded by love. And through that process, I had a connection with these beings that told me that it, like, it was family. And I had to go and I left knowing that it was essentially my choice to come back because I could see like, it, it felt like I, I knew that I needed to come back. And when I did, it wasn't right then, but it was months after that my whole life shifted. And that's where my spirituality came into play. A lot of different things happened. I was homeless. I, um, I had starseed activations where I had essentially guides that came to me that were, were really genuinely like there for me through very, very difficult situations in my life that if I hadn't had them, it would have, it, I, I don't know what would have happened. My whole awakening happened through the internet. It was a, what I consider like it was a precursor to everything, but everything kind of just came together. I went on the internet, YouTube, like Bridget Nielsen, and I YouTube Gigi Young and all of these people. And it got me to a place where I was trying to find answers. And when I was homeless and when I was at my lowest, I used them. I, I didn't even have a phone and I would actually go out to them. I would go out to other people and use their phone to use that as a way of being able to connect. And I would manifest in those moments that someday I will be able to do something. So I didn't think that the things in my life would be able to like, that they were gonna truly become what they are, but they have happened in the way that they like, I've manifested them and it's not because of me, it's because of the people around me and that have surrounded me through the process. As a collective unit, we have all worked together in synchronicity and um, that's really been the, the foremost thing that has guided me through this process is the collective consciousness and how we are all connected in a, on a deep level, on a metaphysical level, on an energetic level, we are all very connected. And through that, um, 
it has really shifted my consciousness in the way that I have been able to assist other people. And one of the things that I always say is that I am you and you are me in synchronicity. And I really truly believe that in some capacity that we are all connected as one. It wasn't until I grew, grew older around 26 that I understood these things as being it and I had faith and now it's just manifesting in my life. And that's, it's really been an amazing process. Um, but it is not because of me and it's because of everyone else. So thank you. Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly, for, for sharing. And I'll, I'll just create an opportunity here if anybody wants to be able to ask some questions or just share any heartfelt comments with Kelly, please feel free to, to let us know. And and definitely, again, you know, just some some big themes there, just like the idea of, of just like the importance of finding others, the importance of finding like-minded people, the importance of finding connection and community. And and I think that's an important thing is that, you know, for, for a lot of us right now, for those of us particularly on this broadcast, you know, our, our team of conscious media creators, when you hear stories of Kelly talking about how, you know, Googling people like like Bridget Nielsen and Gigi Young and everything like that made a difference. And now here we are creating content that is making a difference for other people. And, and it's quite fascinating to know that, you know, we're literally a part of somebody else's story of spiritual awakening right now right now and, and not even just through the content we share but through our presence through the conversations it can be through just you know family members one-to-one -one. so i think that's the natural call that we move through as as we go through a process of awakening the the natural call is to be able to serve others and, and doing it by again being sacred mirrors and not telling them what to think but helping them think teaching them to te teaching them encouraging them to think for themselves but more importantly helping them see the light within themselves and once that light gives permission to shine that's when you know that's when incredibly incredibly powerful magic comes forth within our realities does anybody here want to be able to just follow up on anything that Kelly shared or anything that you would like to be able to to comment on and we'll uh, we'll go from there and if there are any comments uh, in the chat as well uh, you can let us know so um, beautiful all right well Kelly we'll, we'll keep moving along but I'll, I'll pass it back to you if there's any other again you know just like words of inspiration that you want to be able to leave with people who again maybe even earlier on within their their journey of awakening and I, I know you've already shared but if there's anything else that you would like to share or any other even if there's any other short stories within your spiritual awakening that you want to share not necessarily just the beginning but uh, please feel free whatever whatever you feel called to share is totally fine Thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, one of the things that I can just say that the spiritual path for me has like, it hasn't been the easiest path. It hasn't been necessarily the, the easiest, but it has been the most beautiful. And what I know from this path is that it is going to connect us in ways that we could never know. And we had to go through these hardships as like we went through the hardships of going through the spiritual awakening and the process that we did in order for us to be the teachers and the, the people to essentially unite the collective consciousness here on earth today that had to go through now the hardships that we're going through right now. We are all going to get through it. And 
one thing that for me, I just really appreciate the fact that we have now this ability to be able to connect. And through our experiences, through our our ability to be able to connect, we are going to be able to make the shifts that are needed to be. And that's the most important thing. That being said, um, I, I just really appreciate everything that, especially Kristen, like, my gosh, we connected so much. And I would love to connect with all of you guys. And um, thank you so much for having the opportunity for me to be on. Thank you. Thank you as well, Kelly, for, for sharing and for being a part of this discussion today. Wonderful. Awesome. All right, team. Well, we'll, we'll keep moving things along and, and then we'll just kind of make room for any, any popcorn style discussion. Um, I'm not too concerned about the time, but I know we still have uh, Camilla. And then after that, that, that may be the last person, but we'll, we'll, we'll go around a little bit more after that. And um, I know some of you are waiting for me to talk, talk about my UFO story. You guys want to hear about my UFO story? Does anybody else have any UFO, <laughs> UFO stories within their awakening? I'd love to be able to, to hear uh, a couple more thoughts on, on that as well. Um, we'll, we'll get Kelly. Kelly, did you want to jump in with something real quick before we pass yeah, it over to Camille? I was trying to keep it short and sweet because I know you're running out of time. All right. Yeah. My, my UFO story. Okay. If you want my UFO stories, okay. All right. So. All right, my ascension process happened three years ago when I had my near-death experience. And essentially what happened is it was a massive awakening. It was one of those ones that essentially like what you were saying, when you get to 25 and you're not awakened, it's like, bam, in your face. It's like, hey, you need something to waken you up. I asked for it after having these spiritual people on the internet come to me. So I asked for it. And God did it come. And it started off with um, Andromedans with light language, teaching me light language. And um, the process was learning, the fundamental basis was freedom, love, consciousness, the power to choose and no fear. That is a core value system that I've learned from my extraterrestrial guides. And that being said, um, it has made me have a perspective. It switched my perspective in my mind for being one that was not necessarily atheist, but it was a universal perspective, but of like energy cannot be created or destroyed to that of we are all connected. And through the synchronicities of all the experiences, I was able to see through the eyes of every single person. And I was able to essentially have an experience, a, a metaphysical experience with one, like a download of sorts. It felt as if I had a connection with one of you, every single human being. And through that process of the download experience of coming into connection with these star seeds that I didn't even know, they would just come up to me and say, hey, I feel like I am from the Pallades. And I'm like, wow, that's like 2% of the human population. How did you come to me in this moment? It, it transitioned my life and um, it, it was a really awesome experience and it still to this day is. And every single person, we have had very numerous incarnational processes and it is one or two or three or multiples that have been off planet. And for me, it 
was a very interesting concept and also like has been a really awesome like journey for me to understand that those versions of myself And again, you know, even just talking about that, we're, we're barely just like scratching the surface, right? And, and I think that's like kind of like the thing is that, you know, with what, what Kelly's talking about, like this kind of awakening to more of our, our multidimensional heritage, our, our galactic heritage, like kind of what I was saying, you know, the stories of our awakening, we're still in the midst of them. This, this year is such a pivotal year for our story of awakening and and that will segue into my ufo stuff for a little bit later but um yeah understanding that you know like the the awakening process it, it involves awakening on a personal level it involves awakening on an egoic level it involves awakening uh within our relationship to to death within our relationship to our friends our family and now as we're moving into the future that spiritual awakening is going to try is going to begin kind of opening up more into our our multi-dimensional galactic star family awareness theoretically for some of us for some of us that will kind of be the the direction that we're going to be moving more towards within the ongoing stories of our awakening so kelly i, re I really appreciate you you sharing that and and again i'm sure there's a lot of people more so uh than ever who are going to be resonating with that with that story as well so beautiful all right we'll uh get ready kelly is that cool if we pass it over to camilla then and we'll do that and again for everybody here make, make sure you guys are connected with kelly you can find kelly on tiktok as well as on instagram at kelly the lamb so be sure to check out kelly and i'll post the link uh into the show notes again with everybody else here camilla when you are ready we will pass over to you welcome and thank you so much for joining us again please feel free to briefly introduce yourself and when you're ready go ahead and tell us the story of your awakening um hi i'm so glad i made it <laughs> uh so i'm cami oh everybody calls me cami um, I'm from Colombia. I'm a photographer. Um, uh, I also paint and sing and dance and do other things. I'm kind of a all-around artist. Um, and I do a lot of tarot readings from Osho. And that's basically what I do. Um, so I've, I've just been really listening to all your stories and I'm like you guys have been through so much and um so i haven't had a near-death experience or anything like that uh i however have had um like periods of my life where i have died and been reborn like in a metaphorical way um especially uh involving like situations in which i had to step outside of my comfort zone so um, that was, that's mainly like my, my way of waking up, like just stepping outside of comfort zones has been the way to find my calling, uh, what I'm here to do or what I'm supposed to do here. Um, basically, I grew up a very rich girl in Colombia, which is kind of weird. Um, like it, it's a very small part of the population um, that has a lot of money down there, but um, then uh, we went broke like four times. And so basically I've been really, really high up at the society circle and really, really low. Um, and that kind of, I was always in a high school that 
a lot of rich girls went to. So going through those periods where I was very broke, I kind of started seeing how society was working, you know, and like how this uh, having money and not having money and all that stuff kind of started going into play. And I basically felt like regardless of the money or not, I, I also felt like I was always like out of place. Like I didn't belong anywhere. Uh, I always saw myself like, a, uh, like an outsider. Um, and I, w I was always like in my little dream world, you know, like I, I, I <laughs> relate a lot to Kristen because I was always talking to fairies and I was always like kind of doing my thing and I did gymnastics. And so I didn't like socialize a lot when I was um, younger. I never had like a specific group of friends. Like I was always jumping from, you know, from this to that, to that. Like I, I could never find a place where I would really, really belong to. So um, I guess my whole life I've been going through a spiritual awakening, but I wasn't very aware of what was going on. Um, so I, I think that when, when I was a teenager, um, I started like dissociating, like having this uh, episodes where I would just leave my body and I would go into my mom's womb or I would go into like, I don't know, places where I felt secure when I was a child. And I like my physical like body would like curl up or just like, it would just be on auto mode basically. But I was, completely gone and a lot of my friends uh made a lot of fun of me and they were just saying like that I was just trying to get attention and that I was just very spoiled and lots of things and like uh but it was a real medical condition like I really was dis dissociating things like I, I I was going through a lot of like my parents had gotten divorced and that was um like a big deal for me uh, when I was a teenager. Um, also not having like a support, like space or of people or like people who understood uh, was really hard. Like, cause I couldn't talk about these things. And so um, I guess my way of coping was just dissociating and just going to safe spaces where I would just feel safe. <laughs> uh, so um, this went on for a while, like I had to not go to high school for a while, because um, this was becoming very, you know, recurrent. And then when I was 18, in my senior year, um, it went, that got really, really bad. And I started seeing a psychiatrist that was like, a Buddhist and like a Zen master and he was he was cuckoo <laughs> like he his face and everything he looked crazy and his eyes were popping and like he would smoke pot or like you know do things that were very out of the norm but basically I kind of started seeing that you know I had a purpose because I was also very like I had a lot of suicidal tendencies and um when I was in 18, one of the one of the times that my parents went broke, 
um, that that was one of the periods when they went broke. And so I was basically homeless and I was jumping from house to house and like just finding people who would take me in. And it was just a really rough time. And this uh, psychiatrist kind of helped me see a lot of things um, like the way that things were happening were happening for a reason in the time that they had to happen. And um, that kind of started shifting my perspective a little. Um, I started kind of trying not to see myself as a victim um, and more like stepping into like taking control of my situation, basically. Um, so when I started doing this, like my, I started to not have the dissociations um, as often. And then eventually like I just kind of phased them out. Um, then I uh, went to college, all these things and um, I got married and I was very young. I was 24 years old and I, I married a Romanian. <laughs> so I definitely stepped outside of my comfort zone there. I moved to Romania for a few months. Um, I, uh, <laughs> it was very intense. And um, basically I, I just like this whole time I wasn't aware of like why things were happening the way they were happening. I wasn't aware of like, I was, if I was being awake or not, like I, I just didn't, I knew that I, was meant to do something and I knew that I um, there was something bigger and that you know because I always fell out, fell out of place and I kind of felt special but I just yeah I, I just didn't know and when I married this dude um, he kind of pushed me to a place where I felt really 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 small and like totally abused emotionally and I kind of lost all that like perspective that that my psychiatrist had given me like I kind of lost everything again like I just felt like I was lost and I didn't know what to do and for some reason like this dude told me hey here's a map of Romania you can do whatever you want I have like two months left there or a month or something and I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> he was basically kicking me out. And so um, a friend of mine, like I didn't consider it such a, like a good friend. It was just somebody I knew there uh, offered to take me on a trip to the mountains, to the Carpathos, the Carp Carpathian mountains. And so there was something inside of me just telling me, just go, you know, go go get out of where you are you're not supposed to be there um and so i just kind of followed my intuition and i started trusting more like that little voice and i i actually got sick i well it was like this whole adventure thing but um anyways during that trip i kind of found myself again and i found that strength to not depend on anybody like to feel good about myself or to just have a purpose and um, after that uh, when I went back to Colombia um, 
basically a lot of things happened. I got pregnant, I lost a baby. Uh, like a lot of things started testing me and also these ups and downs with, you know, money and situations where we were like really, really, really broke. And I was in a very negative space. Like I was just in a very negative um, cloud and like every solution I would see just like the obstacles, you know, and what was going to go wrong and why I couldn't do it. And I kept like fueling and, you know, um, like giving excuses for everything that, you know, that were that was wrong. And I just kept like, yeah, feeding into that and just not stepping or confronting um, things face on. And so, I don't know, but something um, like, I don't know, around two, two, 2010 or something, I, I don't remember. But after I lost the baby, um, we moved to an apartment. I moved uh, in with my dad and my brother because we were all going through a very tough economical situation. And so my dad has always been a very, very spiritual person. He's always been very connected to source, like he, he used to astral project and like appear on his girlfriend's mirrors and scare them. And he was just, he's been always really, really spiritual and he's had amazing experiences, but I also thought that he was crazy. <laughs> like I never saw it like a, you know, something real. And um, in this period living with my dad, he was just meditating a lot and just connecting a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, he kept saying things that I just didn't understand. And I started like listening and I don't know, something kind of shifted in me. Uh, when, so we were in a very tough situation. We didn't even have money for toilet paper. So I had to ask, uh, my best friend to help us with some groceries and toilet paper and things because we were just basically starving so um her and some other friends that i just didn't consider that close um they made this huge grocery shopping for us and i just couldn't like believe like like how in the middle of all that shit that was going on like these angels had come to basically save us and that day I just started thinking everything like I just basically something in me like said hey you need to start focusing on what you actually have instead of focusing on what you lack and what's going wrong and like you, you need to stop making excuses because you're a capable being and you can get out of this shit, you know, you, you, you can um, move forward and get out of this. Um, and I just like, I would go to bed and I really like, I would thank my mattress and like, this was an apartment that was furnished, like furnished or yeah, like the, the, all the furniture was rented and everything. Um, but I would like thank my mattress and my blankets and I would thank, uh, 
the food that we had and everything like I just started like thanking and thanking and thanking and thanking everything and things just started changing like magic <laughs> like it was incredible and I started meeting people that was so positive and so beautiful and just like everything started to change once I kind of shifted my mindset and also my dad had a huge um, part in that and like seeing him like just go through he broke his um this bone the clavicle is that it <laughs> and the shoulder and um we didn't have medical insurance he had to heal himself and I, I i watched this person heal himself like really like do the physical therapy on himself and meditation and all these things he didn't even have a mattress he was sleeping on a foam uh, thing and like his strength gave me the strength you know to I was like, hey, you have your health, like you're young. He's like much older than you. If he can do it, like, dude, you, you can do anything. And my mom as well, like she had to come to the United States to find a better life for us because with all like going broke and all those things and we were in college back then and when I was 18 and all that stuff. And so um, she also had to start like with a $600 salary a month and she would send us $300. I don't know how she survived, like seriously, on a $300, you know, I, I just, like my parents were so freaking strong and perseverant and just like uh, warriors, you know, like they're just such beings of, you know, they just kept on going and going and going. And I just kept thinking, hey, you're so like you're complaining about this stupid things you know like well not stupid but you you you're whole and you can do things and you have a brain and you have talents and you can do stuff so basically that the the whole thing was like a spiritual awakening like all these situations and like shifting my brain and um the real like like spiritual awakening happened uh in May this year, actually, um, I just, uh, <laughs> it was kind of silly. It kind of happened because of TikTok, which is kind of funny. Uh, and that's where I found Brendan and actually most of you guys. And so, um, I don't know, I started receiving a lot of, um, you know, on, on, on the FYP while I would just start seeing a lot of people talking about spiritual awakenings and uh, the start seats and all these things that I had no idea about. And I was like, what is all of this? And so I just kind of started getting into it and started researching. And I started getting a lot of messages like um, from tarot readers. And it was just like, they were reading stuff to me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna follow, you know, whatever they're telling me to do and so a lot of those uh included meditating and I never gave it a shot even though my dad used to do it like every single day um and I was like okay I'll give it a shot and like at the end of May I had a weekend where it was just 
insane. Like the synchronicities, everything was just so freaking overwhelming. And I asked um, the spirit or source or whatever it was. I just like, I was, hey, if you're here and if you're real and if you're really like doing this, like I wanna see like a sign. And it was really, really cloudy. It was definitely like no sunshine at all. And I was doing a TikTok video after meditating. And actually I started doing the, the whole Ho'oponopono and the, and the chakra alignment meditation. And I, I was doing that every day. And after I did that, I started doing a video for TikTok and this ray of light came down on me. Like it was just, I don't know how to explain it, but it was, <laughs> it, it it was just like a revelation to me and uh, I would move the phone and the ray was just still on me and it was just not moving and I started crying like I couldn't I, I can't explain it but it was it was really magical and basically after that um this is another thing like I smoked pot for like 20 years I was always wanted to be numb and like out of my body and I was also asking a lot to for something to help me get over the, the smoking. Like I, I didn't want to be in this lethargic state anymore. And after that experience, like my MO was to meditate, drink coffee and go smoke, you know? And so I was on my way to smoking and I got my pipe and I was like, ugh. <laughs> like I couldn't stand the smell. I, like my body kind of just rejected it. Um, I felt like I literally like quantum leaped, like I, my body shifted its energy. Like it, it was, it was really spiritual. Like it was really, um, yeah, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I just, a lot of things in me after that changed, like my diet, my body was just asking me for different things, like healthier things. Uh, I started doing yoga every day. I started like, not because I put my, you know, I had an agenda or I had like a purpose or something like just my body on its own started to ask for these things. And yeah, basically that's been like my, my journey. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, stories that I could tell you about like stepping outside my comfort zone like um, moving to the states was another huge uh, one of those uh, in 2014 um, and so I, I also had like kind of a spiritual awakening back then um, but yeah I mean every time I kind of do stuff that is like challenging and scary and um, basically, yeah, outside of my comfort zone, things like magical things happen. And I don't think I would have been able to, you know, do all these things or get to where I am right now if I hadn't gone through all of it. And so giving thanks for all of it, like the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything, it's has been a huge, huge thing as well. And yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you, Camilla, so much for, for sharing. And you're, you're an excellent storyteller, by the way, just being able to, to listen to you. Oh, yeah, of course. And comments in the, cra in the, in the chat there, just expressing gratitude as well. I so. see the comments. Yes. I'm on my yeah. phone so I can see them. And, and, and again, absolutely. Again, you know, just uh, part of the reason for doing this podcast, for doing this discussion tonight, like, again, you know, even for, for those of you who are listening, like this is about building relationships between ourselves as community members, as family. And I think when we understand where we have come from, it helps us d deepen the appreciation we have for who we see the person as. Because, you know, imagine if you literally could look at someone and, and see their story of awakening just by looking at them how would that change how you see them you know you'd you'd surely empathize on a, on a deeper level and and you would celebrate who they are today so always remember that you know the people who you're looking at before you judge them just know that every single person has this incredibly unique and powerful hero's journey and again like that's what i feel it is every single one of us is going through this personal hero's journey and and again with Camilla sharing that in, in her circumstance, it, a lot of that journey, the catalyst was was so based on on like the the physical relationship, you know, the material reality. And then, you know, for other experiences, it's going to be something where it's going to be like, oh, well, I was talking to spirits or, you know, I was having dreams. So you can just see all these different angles um, that that it can come in from. And, and undeniably, I think what it does is that it, it leads us to being able to see the the resilience of the human spirit. And, and I think just being able to see ourselves show up in those moments is, is definitely a, a, a big part of the awakening. Cause again, that's, that's the, that's the expansion of the seed. And, and once you see that inside of you, no one can take that away from you. Like you, you know, it's there, even though it will be challenged. It will, the universe will be like, be like, Oh, do you think you're still that? And be like, Oh, like, I know I'm still that. Let me prove it to you. And well, usually the universe will do this to us time and time again, not just because it's a pain in the ass, but because it's, you know, trying to be the fire under our butt to, to keep us ignited and to keep us going. So um, shout out to, to the universe for, for doing a good job and, and uh, yeah, and helping us become the best versions of ourselves. That's ultimately what the spiritual awakening, what the journey of the spiritual awakening is about. It's about leading us towards our, our golden self, our, our higher elf, our, our purpose, our destiny, our service. And here we are, here we are today. And, and again, it doesn't mean that there won't still be challenges, but now I think as many of us have been humbled by the experiences of our past, it changes the attitude that we show up with moving into the future. And and I, I love just being able to listen to, to Camilla's story uh, again, you know, because I think it serves as a valuable reminder for, for all of us relative to the concept of gratitude. And, and again, and this was even related in, in, in the other stories as well, you know, even in Kelly's story, just when you have when you when you don't have the things that are often considered to just be like basic it suddenly changes your perception of, of just like what it means to be able to have anything at all. And so I think for all of us, whether or not we've had that direct experience, we can still learn from the wisdom that we have gained through our individual unique experiences. And, and that's kind of where I see it is like, even just by us sharing this story, it's like literally all of us are kind of like bringing the wisdom of our spiritual awakenings together right and so it's like by listening to that person by listening to this person we kind of begin to integrate it uh within ourselves and, and that's a very very beautiful thing to just kind of witness it's like unfolding of a of a psychedelic mandala that we refer to as community collective growth 
So we'll, we'll create a little bit of moment here. We, we've gone a little bit past the original duration intended for this podcast, which is totally cool, but we'll get close to wrapping it up. And uh, anybody who has any quick comments or replies to Camilla, even just gratitude, please feel free to let me know and we can get in a quick question for, for Camilla. So does anybody have any questions or any just uh, expression of gratitude, please feel free to communicate that. And, and again, there's lots of gratitude uh, in the chat. And, and yeah, and Camilla, I definitely, uh, definitely echoing the, I know there's some chat in the comments. People are literally just like, there's like, yes, like this last few months, like has changed my life and TikTok, TikTok has changed my life. TikTok has been the catalyst for my spiritual awakening. Like, thank you to the, to the angels that invented TikTok or something like that. But it's, it's amazing, right? Like the universe is accelerating in such a way that now more than ever, you know, these spiritual awakenings are, are happening uh, faster and faster and faster. And, and this is, this is kind of the journey that, that even years ago, you know, I, I was, I was observing the patterns and, and I knew this was happening. Um, and it's fascinating to see it now where, you know, for some of us, the, 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 that period of kind of being, you know, asleep, sleepwalking to being awake for some of us, this was something that kind of slowly happened over the course of, you know, years, literally years. But now there are people who are literally going through almost like a holographic version of that entire experience within like a month, like, like literally, you know, like within a month, it's like just all of this stuff processing and, and all this shadow rising to the surface and all of these new ideas and everything. And, and so again, I, I remind each and every single one of us that these lessons are coming to us every single day. And one of the best thing that we can do is make sure that we're showing up consciously and, and to be able to integrate and, and to embody them and, and to be able to bring it into practice. And sometimes that practice is as simple as having discussion and having conversation and sharing our experiences. So for everybody here, I encourage you to look back, you know, on the last month in the last week, what have been some events within your life that you have learned from that you have continued to grow from? And how have those events continued to awaken you to, to more of who you are? And that's exactly what we're here to do. Hold space and help each other continue to awaken. So and as we awaken, we continue to rise into our into our power as dreamers within this dream, helping make the world a better place. And again, being sparks and catalysts for other people to be able to, to see that light, see that consciousness, see that multidimensional existence see that wisdom within the heart and, and to be able to connect with that themselves simply by us giving permission and holding space for it. So more people have gone through a spiritual awakening in the past half year than probably like the duration of the past five years in total, like literally within that amount of period. So for those of you who are new to waking up again, if you're still in the YouTube chat, drop a three, three, three in the chat, let us know and let us know, you know, like what is your story of of your spiritual awakening been, even if it's literally just been within a short period of time. So beautiful. All right. With that said, uh, I just want to be able to check again. Does anybody else have any quick comments related to uh, Camilla's story that they want to share? And I'll, I'll share just a, a couple, I'll, I'll just, I'll just wrap it up with the UFO story and then, and then we'll, we'll pretty much conclude it there. <laughs> the other just like, they're like, okay, I've been waiting for this. So um, again, I'm, I'm going to share this as a quick, uh, as a quick story. Um, there will be a longer version of this. I've literally filmed it for YouTube. I'm just in the process of editing it. That will you know, t include a lot more information. So um, going back to a couple other stages of, of big spiritual moments within my awakening, I, I would just say kind of like summarizing and leading up to this. 
um, community has, has undeniably been a, a, a huge part of my spiritual awakening has been the, the experience of learning through others. And, and that's kind of been the thing is that, you know, for me, when I started the Paradigm Shift Project and when I started bringing other people together, I brought it together knowing that it was actually going to accelerate my growth simply by being in the presence of others and listening to the stories and sharing those knowledge and sharing that wisdom. And so I just wanted to be able to mention that for me, Finding other people and having community and having conversation was a huge accelerator within my spiritual journey. And that's why it's continued to be a part of my journey ever since I started doing this again, you know, like 11 years ago, 10 years ago. And so I just encourage people to make sure that you keep connecting with community, keep coming back to these podcasts, like check in once a week. That in itself is incredibly powerful. Flash forward a couple more years, uh, definitely had some very potent psychedelic experiences, but one of my most uh, potent spiritual uh, parts, one of the big parts within my spiritual awakening was um, my experience with DMT. And, and this was back in 2009. And, and, and we talked about this literally in the past podcast, so I'm not going to get into full detail. But long story short, that was in 2009, and there were some powerful synchronicities leading up to it. Uh, basically, it happened with me being out in Vancouver for a work placement, doing videography work. And just that whole journey of going to the West Coast was very symbolic, very much like this, like, you know, my soul was on a mission. And I didn't really know what was fully there. But even then, I was already starting to get into yoga, into meditation. And it was my first time kind of being out there on, on my own and, and just kind of having my own space and having this complete freedom. And one of the things that, that I began doing was I began going into bookstores and I began synchronistically finding all of these like very peculiar uh, books about like UFOs and parapsychology and and you know books about like Carlos Castaneda and, and books about just the metaphysical nature of reality and these are like books like written in the 70s and stuff right so I'm like dude this is nothing new like this is this has been around for a while and so I was basically telling consciousness hey I'm interested I want to learn more and for me the big part within my spiritual awakening was actually when I started to become very aware of synchronicity to the point where it was undeniable and, and, and one of the ways that this happened was as a result of me kind of putting out this intention to say like, okay, I would love to meet more people. And I had a couple friends back home, but um, you know, we were chatting online, but no one really in person. And then lo and behold, I was sitting on a bench one day down by, uh, by Kipsilano Beach in, in British Columbia. And I was sitting there and literally like as I was sitting there, I was writing in my journal. At this point, I was, I was like really becoming self-aware of trees. I was looking at trees and I couldn't help but notice the psychedelic nature of them. This idea of, again, kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like, oh, like that's that tree's like a map of the universe. It's like a map of reality. If I can understand this tree, I think I can understand the universe. Like that was literally my, my perception of it. And, and it's proven to be true uh, to some degree. Um, and a lot of was a lot of that knowledge was just coming out of that. And so I was sitting on a bench and then there was this one girl and, and she walked past me. And, and even when she walked past me, I noticed her the first time and, and it was because she stood out. Like whether it was just me connecting with her energy or it was just her aesthetic, but you know, she kind of looked like a hippie, uh, so to speak, in, in a very cliche kind of sense. And, and then she kind of came back and she walked back to me and, and she came up to me and, and she saw me sitting on this bench. And you could tell, like even at that point, she was already on that level. She's like, mm, like this, like we're, we're, we're connecting on a wavelength here. It was almost very telepathic. And she said to me, literally the first thing she said to me, she says, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure, yeah, what's up? And she's like, do you want to help change the world? And I was like, yo, that's like exactly the type of question I want to hear. Like that's like the biggest question you could ask. 
heck yes, like absolutely, 100%, that's that's what I'm here to do. And, and really even just then, you know, knowing that at that point, I was already kind of on this mission. I had already started Paradigm Shift prior to um, as a as a, just like a concept. It was like a, it was like a media project at that time. I hadn't even started the meetings, but I was already like, okay, like I'm feeling the call. Like I wanna, when I go back to school, I wanna like start a club and I wanna make it official. I wanna do all that. But at that point, her saying that opened up this, this, this ongoing relationship that happened over the course of the next week where I ended up hanging out with her and her boyfriend. And, and even, even that day we, we like hung out and, and we were like sitting on trampolines, looking up at the stars, talking about consciousness. And this was like the first time that I had really had this degree of conversation. And I say that to remind each other that, you know, you never know how deep your conversation may be for someone else who's never had a chance to be able to talk about this stuff. So always remind yourself that even though it might be kind of normal to you at this point, there might be other people that are just like, edging to be able to talk about you know like the the law of attraction and dreams and and all of these things so you become a catalyst for their awakening as you continue to show up and so what ended up happening is that as i was continuing to to make conversation with this girl you know i'm like okay there are other people out there like this is like it was like i was glimpsing into the future you know like like where where are the rest of us there's got to be more of us right and Lo and behold, meeting her actually ended up connecting me with another fellow. And this fellow I got along with, and, and, and he's actually still a part of my journey uh, as well. And meeting him was no coincidence by any means. And so at this point, the synchronicities were just off the chart. And I'm like, okay, like the universe is like conspiring something. It's moving me towards something. Like I could feel it. I could feel this gravity. It was undeniable, even though it was intuitive. And then lo and behold, meeting them... Uh, actually like the person who I connected with the friend of the friend um, he was actually like offered to be able to share DMT with me and I was like I'm like seriously like whoa like like even in that moment I'm like I'm like whoa like this is it's not every day that DMT just walks up to you and says hey do you want to hang out and so again you know like because it's like the DMT almost has like a, an identity in itself you know like it in itself was being carried by him to meet me and so again dmt for those of you aren't familiar uh is a is a psychedelic substance which again i'm not encouraging you to do but i encourage you to do research about it and if there's discussions to be had absolutely and you basically you you smoke it and and it's incredibly it's like takes you to like a like a you know like a 10 gram mushroom experience like literally like almost like in an instant viscerally opens up your third eye and and so I knew about DMT because I was already listening to Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts and they had talked about it. Um, and so it was on my radar and, it, and the intention was there. And, and so here I was, and this was back in 2009, right? Like this is like DMT is not a common thing. And yet even back then, you know, it was already kind of like this, it existed, it was out there, but it found me. And so the last day before I left Vancouver to fly home, I actually ended up sitting on a beach uh, with these two new friends and I actually I didn't really I didn't fully click this together till afterwards But we were actually hanging out under a pine cone tree And so hanging out under the pine cone tree ended up being incredibly symbolic and and I actually ended up taking home One of those pine cones and one of those pine cones actually is the pine cone that you see in the journey to lucidity movies So I know some of you haven't seen those movies yet But those are documentaries that made of transformational festivals you see me carrying around this pine cone That's a part of the story that pine cone links back to my first dmt experience so anyways long psychedelic story short i smoked dmt while working with siri and rue which basically 
is an MAOI, a monoamino acid inhibitor, which makes the, the process of DMT being broken down in the brain uh, not happen as fast. So the experience actually lasted longer. Normally it would be like five minutes. Now it kind of lasted for like a five minute peak and then 30 minutes where I was actually able to kind of like be in that space and I could like walk around the beach and stuff. But long story short, when I, I had the experience, the sun was rising and that whole experience, the basic way I can explain it was like seeing the code of the matrix. I was literally seeing reality, but reality in a vision that was like seeing it for what it was and what it was, I saw it as like literally like infinite golden sacred geometry unfolding upon itself. To this day, that's one of the best ways that I could describe it. And again, I use the metaphor code in the matrix and going back to what I said right at the beginning where I said, you know, the matrix was something that inspired me in my spiritual awakening and flash forward and I was living it. I, I was literally like in this thing where I'm like, holy, like, what are we in? Like, what is this reality? And it instantly just kind of awoken me to this idea that this reality was clearly not just what we thought it was it's not just this physical thing it's not just this this like super still and static thing what we are in is literally this ocean of energy it's this pulsating life force it is consciousness and in that moment it was incredibly obvious to me that i was more than a spiritual be that i was more than a physical being that i was this like being of light that i literally was this being of light and it felt like coming home and this experience even though i i didn't I didn't know, I didn't fully know what it was until I, until it happened. I, I didn't know how to anticipate it. But once I was there, I was like, oh, this like feels so familiar. And for me, that whole experience and being able to walk on the beach and I actually have audio recording of me doing this whole experience. The whole experience is based on audio. Like this is before you could film things with your phone, right? But so I recorded on this super crappy MP3 player that still exists. I've been waiting to be able to release that because I want to release it to my Patreon supporters and it might be the right time pretty soon. Um, but I just have to be mindful of the identities of the other people involved and, and get their consent and everything. But when I had that experience, it undeniably changed my life. I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unexperience it. And I brought that experience home with me with the knowing that this was something that other people were going to awaken to over time in different ways and connect to it in different modalities. I wasn't expecting everyone to do DMT, but I knew that this wisdom and this knowledge was inside of us and I knew that it was intimately connected. So I committed myself to, to learning more and to finding others and to creating space and to helping, helping hold up uh, the helping hold up a mirror for them to be able to see that psychedelic magic within themselves without even doing psychedelic psychedelics just by being again you know like the best leader and the best space holder and the best content creator that I could be and, and you know flash forward years later and here we are you know how many more people have had experiences with psychedelics how many more people have had experiences within astral dimensions and within dreams and ndes and 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 ufo contact and all of these things and it's all incredibly related and so for me that dmt experience for me still continues to be a huge catalyst on my awakening because it took me from being able to just read something in a book that talked about samadhi and talked about nirvana and talked about spiritual enlightenment and talked about these higher states of consciousness um that again and even then yes i had had dreams but and i had had lucid dreams but nothing quite to that vivid extent um and even my psychedelic experiences weren't quite to that extent uh yet and it showed me something that was incredibly sacred and something that i knew was always present 
and that inspired me and that that propelled me it was like rocket fuel to my mission and it continues to fuel me today and, and in the same way i know that for a lot of people you know a lot of people they come back from from any sort of sacred experience and they're just like whoa like this is how do i share this how do i how do i help others receive and and, and take part in this gift that i've just experienced so that was a big part of my uh, spiritual experience and, and I apologize I, I didn't really even fully plan to get into that story but once I got going the story's like oh okay like I'm coming through so <laughs> the story came through but um, flash forward a few years later and and you know I, I worked with psychedelics I did five grams of mushrooms that led me to the point where since I had more time to sit in it it became incredibly obvious to me the dreamlike nature of this reality and that was like another level where even though i knew that it was just so incredibly obvious i'm like yo i'm pretty sure what we're in right now is like another version of the dream space that doesn't make it any less any less like meaningful it actually adds another layer of texture another layer of, of magic and mystery and that's where i think for a lot of people as we move into the spiritual awakening you know a lot of people are starting to understand they're just like oh my god like is this reality a hologram is this reality a simulation is nothing real for me, even back when I, before the DMT experience happened, I was already in the mindset of understanding that everything is equally unreal, is, is one of the ways that, that Carlos Castaneda put it, that, that really resonated with me. Um, and, and when you understand this, you understand that, that it's about the experience and, and, and real is a, is a very relative thing. When you are in a dream, that is real. When you're in a psychedelic experience, that is real. When you are walking around, that is real because you're experiencing it because it's helping your soul grow. Um, so that, that really kind of opened me up and, and again, opened me up to this narrative and, and, and the narrative that came through even I mentioned before with my, um, the, when I went to uh, transformational festivals, when I went to the lucidity festivals, if you guys literally want to see like a reflection of the journey of my spiritual awakening, go watch the journey to lucidity movies. They're on my channel. You can literally see my journey through this and the version of a character. That's me. Um, that is the story of the dreamer awakening. And, and I would say that through that, it really was a big thing of me stepping into this embodiment of this archetype of the light guardian, the light warrior, the, the, the light worker, but particularly that light guardian was something that I really brought into to my personal narrative because it was something that empowered me and it really kind of came in uh, again from what I was talking about earlier, the inspiration that, that awoken in me of the, of the hero within all of us, the, you know, the, the, the Luke Skywalker, the Jedi Knight within all of us, those of us who, who rise when the shadow looms. And so the, the, the journeys at the transformational festivals undeniably brought me into this place of awakening the guardian within me, awakening the seed of something within me that was just like, yo, like we need to like, like we, how do we awaken this within others? Cause I felt like this immense duty and power and purpose and service. And, and it was like this wizard archetype. It was already there, but for me, it was always, again, going back to this vision of reverse time theory, like who I am today has been in me throughout all of my past journeys and has slowly been like the layers of an onion unraveling or the, you know, just revealing this self to me over time. And for those of you who are still in early parts of your journey, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to keep seeing that within yourself as you continue to, to see more of who you are. Um, so flash forward and, and, you know, having those journeys at, at the festivals, they, they taught me so much huge lessons there even just in terms of being able to let go and trust the process um short story within that journey the first year i went there i had this very particular vision and and early on into the filming process i was met with with resistance and obstacles and eventually it led me to this point of basically learning to to kind of like surrender to this flow and surrender to this process and the vision of what i thought the movie was going to be uh didn't quite turn out how it ended up being 
but how it ended up being was perfect and so it was kind of like this idea of like whoa like okay like the universe is clearly orchestrating things how can i meet it halfway how can i kind of like de deepen my trust uh deepen my myself to be like a conduit for this creative purpose this conduit for consciousness so that that inevitably was a big part of my spiritual awakening and again even flash forward you know a little bit later and, and that eventually evolved into what many of you have seen uh with with the birth of uh my mystic spider-man concept my mystic spider-man persona which again is this awakening of the hero of the of the superhero of the psychedelic superhero so for me my spiritual awakening has been being able to craft the most badass inspiring and real story of us coming together as a team of light guardians as superheroes whatever you want to call us and bringing us together to be able to be in service to be able to help assist and accelerate the shift in consciousness that has been a huge part of my journey um, and it continues to be something that i wake up to every single day just by showing up in community and showing up as a content creator and showing up in service i awaken to more of myself each and every single day so uh, really feeling that journey uh, especially within these last six months i know for myself and for others these last six months have really kind of refined us into another level of of you know who we are here to be and and again just growing as light guardians or whatever concept whatever term you want to be able to see yourself as that inspires and empowers you so I'll, I'll just get into the ufo experience and then we'll wrap it up because i know uh, people are starting to head out here so the ufo experience uh, i had one of those back when i was um, in 2011 and that was a big part of my spiritual awakening that was just like a triangle craft that decloaked over top of me but this ufo experience that i just had literally like almost like a week ago to the day of this filming when um, my partner and I, Lacey, we went up camping. And as we were up camping, we had the intention to be able to make contact with a UFO. And so as I've come to experience as a result of these contact, these contact circumstances, these contact scenarios, they're not just here to entertain you. They are literally here to awaken consciousness. And other people will share this. We didn't talk about this specifically within people um, here in tonight's podcast, but other people have undeniably had awakening parts of the parts of their story have actually been you know they've kind of been in the matrix asleep sleepwalking and then they've seen a ufo and they're like what is that and what else is possible and it digs them deep you know they start digging deeper down the rabbit hole um for me i already knew the ufo thing was totally totally possible it was right up my alley but this was the first time that i actually intentionally you know quote unquote called in a ufo or what we refer to as uh, i like to refer to them as ous other uses less focus on the material of the craft more focus on the relationship between ourselves and these beings and so i'll just give the short version here but me and my girlfriend basically how you call in ufos is by meditating setting that intention and you kind of invite them to be able to show up while projecting a vision of your coordinates almost like a google map zoom and then you patiently wait and meditate and get to a mind heart coherence and if it's right for them to show up they will show up and so here we were like literally like only there i was meditating for 30 minutes my girlfriend joined and then we were meditating for about 15 minutes we had a laser pointer and then lo and behold little blinks began to appear in the sky. And then within the quadrant, they directed our vision to a specific quadrant of the sky. And within this quadrant, a very prominent light appeared. And this light basically kind of like descended from space. It didn't just move vertically down, it like moved in, it like moved closer. And it was very clearly obvious that it wasn't a, UO, that it wasn't a satellite, like it wasn't, it wasn't an airplane. And immediately, this, this was the big part about the spiritual awakening that I'm getting to and, and kind of ending on this, uh, this big note here and then we'll wrap up the podcast what was so noticeable was the sensation 
was the visceral energy sensation. It wasn't just like, oh my goodness, this is this is exciting. It was like, whoa, something is actually happening to me like on an energetic molecular level. Like it wasn't just adrenaline. It wasn't that. Um, what we basically experienced, again, doing this this uh, this process of calling in a UFO, and again, for those of you who are interested, yeah, definitely check out you know not only the videos on my channel about this that I just posted today and on my TikTok, but watch the documentary CE5 by Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, the letter CE5, which stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is Human Initiated Contact. That's the protocol that I'm talking about. That's why I learned how to do this. That's how I learned that it is possible. And by me sharing this, again, I know it's going to inspire other people to be like, ooh, like, I'm open to that, you know, but this experience, having that UFO kind of arrived there and then it kind of flew over the tree line, but we saw it for at least a minute, incredibly transformational, incredibly powerful within my journey of awakening. And literally just within this past week uh, is kind of opened me up and into really feeling uh, this, this new awakening part within myself that I always felt called to, but now it's kind of more like actualized is where I feel like I'm kind of like an ambassador for this experience, an ambassador for this message to be able to help us as a collective continue to develop this conversation, which again, as I was mentioning to Kelly, a big part of our spiritual awakening is gonna be us theoretically having contact with these OUs, with these other us's, be it in dream space, uh, be it in like sightings, be it you know through other, other modalities. But when the UFO after it left, we, me and my girlfriend, we kind of felt as if it there it was still like in the area, as if it was like maybe hovering above and cloaked. Like we didn't know, we couldn't see it, but we, like intuitively we're like, like it feels like it's still here. But as it was still there, it felt like there was like almost like we were underneath a shower of love. Like 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 someone was like pouring love on us, and the visceral sensations was akin to basically what we could only refer to as a kundalini energy sensation. So the kundalini energy sensation, again, you know, that's a sensation that you get when you kind of like, like listen to really good music and you're like, Ooh, this is perfect. And you might just get it for two seconds, you know, but it comes, it's there and it's like, Oh, like, what was that? Like that sensation is kind of like kundalini energy, so to speak. It's energy kind of moving up the spine. This is the same energy that we literally feel when when we have an, when we're having sex, when we're having an orgasm. But even then, it might be momentarily. This experience was like literally this sensation, and and it was kind of like moving through us, and it was happening for like a couple hours, and we were just kind of like breathing through it, and it literally felt like um like coming up on on psychedelics, like coming up on acid. It was kind of similar to that, very visceral, and. Um, and me and my girlfriend were just kind of like trying to make sense of it, and, and we're just like like it feels like it's like feels like it's like activating like something inside of us like that was one of the best ways that that we could explain it it felt like there was like something inside of us that was changing that was shifting that was calibrating and you know flash forward a week and and, and i just feel like I, I just feel not even just physically different because I, I can't really say whether or not i'm physically different obviously i'm just focusing on being healthy in general but there's like this another layer of texture to my story and inspiration and motivation and, and intuition and creative drive. And, 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 I, and I feel that, you know, within our ongoing spiritual awakenings, this is something that can be open to, to, to others for them to be able to have these experiences and to be able to have the visceral sensations that, that will go along with you. Not always, not like, I don't know for sure hundred percent of the time, but this is at least what we experienced, at least again, when the craft was that close. Um, but undeniably, I feel like for me, it, it, it just, the fact that it happened has, it, it's, it's still something that I'm, that I'm digesting, that I'm unpacking, but 
it was so visceral, it was so real, and undeniably, it, it has been a catalyst within my journey of, of spiritual awakening because, again, you know, our awakenings are a result of direct experience, and, and, and it's not always just going to be something that you read in a book, but it's going to be something that you experience, something that is emotionally, like, in the presence of your space, that brings you into a new, it's a memory that is created, it is an experience that is lived, that is learned, that is earned. And so now I have this, you know, little something else like on, on my, in, in my itinerary, in my, in my, like my resume of things that I've experienced. And, and I carry this, this experience with me, you know, with like, with like deep humility and gratitude. And, and I'm just so sacred, so sacred for this sacred gift. And, and it's still going to be something that I'll continue to be able to hold space for in the community because uh, I, I just encourage that, you know, for those of you who feel called, this is something where some sort of experience with OUs, with UFOs, if you feel called, could totally be a chapter within your journey of spiritual awakening as it has been within mine. So that's my story of my UFO. I appreciate everybody sharing. Again, I, I didn't really know exactly whether or not that was going to be a long story, but um if you resonate with that, please feel free to, to drop an 11.11 in the chat. And, and again, I, I feel like this is a story of our awakening where it's starting to understand that like for a lot of us, like this is kind of the crazy thing. And this is a big part of the awakening is developing this relationship with the OUs where we actually begin to feel like we're very much on the same team as them. Almost as if we are them that is chosen to be here. And, and this is something that, you know, for some people, you know, you get into the starseed kind of concept and whether or not you fully identify with the starseed, I don't think you need to in order to be able to undeniably feel and understand that, you know, like you are part of a bigger team that is here to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. And for me, having them come to me, having them uh, create, give me this experience, it undeniably makes me want to be able to like show up as a student and as a member of the team and be like, okay, like. I'm here on the ground. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like with you. I'm with you, team, OUs, but I'm the one that's here on the ground. What can I do? What can we do to be able to help assist and accelerate the shift in consciousness? Because that's the thing, right? Through us continuing to show up, we make a difference. Things are accelerating. Things are continuing to accelerate. And, and it's the, the individual moments. It's the individual conversations. It's the one-to-one -one interactions. It's the art we make. It's the the you know the space that we hold for ourselves and for others and it's the motivation and the inspiration that we create as a team and it's the narrative that we continue to move forward so i really invite others to be able to see this bigger narrative because this is the exciting part like this is so like we're, we're officially in like a sci-fi movie at this point like it's that exciting like here we are literally multi-dimensional beings like communicating with each other in dream time and being able to like unlock all these like all of these like superhero psychedelic abilities and communicating with like multidimensional beings. Like we are here, we are here. And it's important to be able to hold space and keep each other grounded. And uh, yeah, just continue to move forward on this ongoing journey of our spiritual awakening with a, with a, with an open heart and open mind and, and feet grounded to the best of our ability. So yeah, that, that, that's my journey. That's, that's my story. And, and that kind of leads us up to where we are and, and, you know, flash forward in a month from now and we'll see, we'll see where we're at. But I, I thank everyone again so much for joining in and, and we'll just kind of hold space here for any um, quick questions. I don't know if anybody had Camilla or Danny, did you guys have any quick questions about the, my stories that I shared there? Not expecting it, but if you guys do have any quick comments, that's totally cool. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll get close to wrapping it up here. Um, and then we're just gonna, I'll, uh, 
I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll we'll just do the, the in the the outros real quick just in case anybody wants to head out uh, early and then we'll close it off with the meditation so Camilla and Danny I'll pass it over to you one more time just to be able to give some closing thoughts and, and then we'll we'll conclude the broadcast from there so Danny I'll pass it over to you and any any just gratitude you want to express any maybe how was it listening to this podcast did you learn something how are you feeling and when you're ready Danny go ahead and conclude the uh, yeah, well, of course, first, I want to just express my gratitude for this space. Literally, while I was here, I just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Just a moment of realizing how this is just like one point in my life and how like, even having this space is temporary. And when you remember that, um, you know, it just makes you so grateful that you can even have it and experience it in the first place. And at one point, you when you were talking about your story on DMT and you said like, it felt very familiar and going home. Like when I had my awakening, it was like when I connected with spirit again, it felt so familiar and just, you know, I knew that just being in this body, being me wasn't all there was to life. When I woke up, I literally had this sense of I've had an awakening before just Danny hasn't had an awakening, but I have, um, so, you know, just kind of that sense of familiarity um, outside of this reality, I guess you could say, is um, something that really resonated with me. So, yeah, just like, you know, like I'm not, I'm like new to this path for this lifetime, but at the same time, there's a part of me that feels like I've been on this path for a lot longer than I actually have in this lifetime. And it's like, I don't know, it's not even, words can't even like describe all like the things that like I'm feeling in terms of reality or I haven't quite found the words. There are like some language limitations, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, again, just want to express my gratitude and like that feeling very um, connected feels really good, especially when like, you know, I think most people live their lives often never connecting with this. So I feel really grateful that I even get to connect with it consciously at all. Awesome. Danny, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and again, just super excited to be able to, to have you here. And, and again, just for everybody, like it, it, it's one of the most exciting things for me to be able to like see the story of you know the 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 members in the team and the community and and you know week to week month to month we've seen each other grow and that's kind of the idea right like we're here we're cheering each other on we're celebrating because as 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 one of us expands we expand and as we expand the universe expands so uh it's a really really powerful thing and 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 absolutely i i definitely echo that danny uh just that feeling of familiarity and being here before and i know for a lot of us we kind of have that feeling where it's like 2020 it's like it's like we've been getting ready for this our entire life like here we are here we are and now it's important for us to be able to do our best to be able to hold space for those who may be going through early stages of their awakening, knowing that it will be challenging, that it will bring up uncertainty. You will question things. You might feel crazy. You will learn things that don't make sense yet, but this is such a powerful time. And, and for, for those of you who may be new to spiritual awakening, again, you know, just 
giving giving yourself that love and, and, and being able to connect with the community is, is one of the best things that I can recommend. And just being able to come back and check in and communicate and observe and learn and seek your own experience and gain your own knowledge and develop your own understanding. And, and that's the thing. Like as you do that, you will continue to to meet more of who you are. And, and if anything, I think that is that is the journey of the spiritual awakening It's to be able to deepen our relationship between ourselves and the universe. But at the end of the day, at the end of the path, it's about being able to meet more of ourselves, to be able to like unwrap the gift of the present of who we are here to become, so to speak, while honoring the path that has led us there. So Camilla, I'll pass it over to you. Any sort of closing thoughts, words of inspiration for, for the people out there. And thank you so much again for joining. Uh, no, just very, very thankful for the space. Uh, like Danny said, like I, I feel like this is um, a family, and um, like, yeah, I've been seeing everybody like grow so much in just so little time, you know. And I just can't wait to see, you know, where we're all going. And um, just a bit of advice just to to be very compassionate in this time towards yourself and towards others because i mean we're all going through massive changes all of us whether we're aware of them or not um so just kind of hold space for compassion and um just be gentle um with yourselves and and yeah just go through that shadow work with a lot of compassion and um yeah, just thank you so much for this. Uh, I love this space and I love seeing everybody grow. Uh, it's made me grow a lot. Like it, it encourages me to like seeing you guys doing your stuff and like getting out there and just putting your truth out there. It makes me want to do it too. And I hope, uh, you know, this um, spaces are encouraging other people to do the same. So thank you. Thank you so much for this. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you as well, Camilla. Beautiful. All right. So with that said, we're going to go <clears throat> into our conclusion meditation in the next moment. So if everyone wants to get comfortable for that, uh, as we're doing that, as you're just getting yourself comfortable, it'll just be a very short meditation. Uh, huge special thank you. We actually had a new Patreon sign up during the broadcast. So special thank you to Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm not sure if you're in the chat, but if you're in the chat, please feel free to let us know. And for everybody here, please feel free to give a nice thank you to Jennifer, spelled J-E-N-I-P-H-E-R. And uh, also shout out to Silomon, uh, who actually actually uh, ordered a Lumerian Light Guardian Crystal during the broadcast of Silomon. Thank you so much for your, for your support there. And Silomon's actually got their, their own new items that you can check out and links for that are on Silomon stuff as well as uh, in the team chat as well. And reminder, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to come back again. We got them live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the podcast titles, like the topics are usually released on Monday. So I'm not gonna say what, it's, what next week's is just yet. But we do have some other events happening very soon within the community, including our regular Friday team meditation, which happens at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be facilitating the Friday version here on my YouTube channel. Monday to Friday, we do have other members in the community also facilitating meditations. I'll be doing the one on Monday again. Um, and then we have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday facilitated by other leading members. So make sure you guys are connected to the team chat so that you can join in with those team meditations. Those are usually around 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
there is uh I'm, I'm i gotta spend some time meditating on this there is the the potential for us to be able to do like another special full moon meditation uh it takes a lot to work to be able to coordinate those and, and i feel a lot of us have had a lot on our plate right now so if i can get a few things done and if i feel like the energy is there uh stay tuned for news about uh, another special global meditation it may be a smaller one and uh if anything it will probably be monday evening opposed to sunday evening uh but the full moon is this sunday so a huge thank you to to everyone again for being able to just hold space in this community and keep an eye open for that so make sure that you're subscribed like this video and uh yeah be sure to check out the links to be able to connect to our team chat the patreon the item shop and uh as well as the links to the other creators featured on this podcast as well so with that said we're gonna get right into our closing meditation so i just invite everybody here to be able to get themselves comfortable and we're just gonna go back to our visualization of sitting in that that sacred room that sacred space as, as family as a tribe so, <clears throat> all right. So for everybody here, just allow yourself to find a nice, comfortable posture, position. And as you are in this space, just straighten your spine, open up your chest, relax your shoulders, relax your face. Begin connecting with your breath as you listen to my voice. Soft, gentle inhales. And soft, gentle exhales. Continuing to breathe here, if you want to put your hand on your chest, your hand over your heart. Going back to that visualization of seeing all of us sitting in this sacred circle. And just acknowledging the journey that we've been on that have led us to this point. The journey that has been this conversation in itself. And as you look around this circle, just look at every single person and just say within your heart, like, I see, I see you. Like, I really do see you. Like, I see your story. I may not know all of your story for some of us who have shared tonight. Now, you know, a little bit more of our story, but seeing within, within the, the, the energy of the heart and just acknowledging each and every single one of us here and acknowledging the sacred journeys the sacred stories of our spiritual awakenings, the sacred paths up our mountain that lead us back home, that lead us to these shared places of celebration and excitement and growth and consciousness. So just take a moment here to be able to express this love, feel this gratitude. And in this moment, we're going to visualize everybody kind of standing up and we're going to do a little bit of a group hug, almost like a cinnamon hug where you could kind of imagine people standing in a line and then imagine one person kind of like rolling and then eventually the roll becomes like a cinnamon roll. This is like an actual type of hug you can do if you got enough people. And you're somewhere within that hug or just imagine a regular group hug and just add a little bit of a sway to your body right now. So just like a physical sway, left, right, back, forth, whatever is comfortable, whatever you naturally sway in. And just feel the rhythm of the team, the rhythm of the breath, and just feel this love, feel this gratitude, feel this acceptance, feel this celebration, feel this support, feel this story, the story of us, whether you think of it this way explicitly or not, the story of us rising as light guardians, the story of us doing what we can as shifters, the story of us as dreamers, the story of us as soul. And just hold space to be able to feel this, to feel this little gentle rock, Feel it as a breath, synergizing with the team. And just being in this space and 
I'm just going to go quiet for a moment. I want you to just be able to speak words of gratitude to everyone, everyone who is a part of this team, to everyone whose hearts are holographically connected in this moment. So what words do you want to share? Words of gratitude, words of kindness. Speak those words now to, to everyone. And just taking a moment here, you can continue to speak more words as you feel called and just being able to hear what words, what words do you receive in this moment? Words of inspiration from the team. Go ahead. <clears throat> you are so loved. You are seen. You are perfect. You are whole. You're courageous, you are strong, you're resilient, you are flexible. You are intelligent, you are kind, you are compassionate. You are so much and everything more. So just take a moment here as we begin to conclude this, this meditation, bringing a close to the ceremony, yet carrying this vibration, carrying this inspiration with us beyond, beyond this podcast into our everyday lives, carrying the shift with us. Gently imagine the group hugs slowly just kind of coming coming apart. And then just taking a moment here, you can go and give some individual hugs to all the amazing members of the team. Just energetically being able to connect with them, feeling those hugs, even giving yourself a physical hug in this moment. So for everybody here, go ahead, give yourself a nice big physical hug. It's like, yeah, I'm so glad you showed up. I'm so grateful you showed up, literally just by you joining in for these conversations it is it has fueled your spiritual battery as we continue to move through the the future with this collective inspiration so gently release that hug keeping this vibration within your heart keeping this gratitude taking a picture of this space within your mind knowing that you can return to it at any moment and gently when you are ready slowly bring awareness back to your physical body as you wiggle your toes wiggle your fingers and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Awesome. <sighs> Wonderful. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much again for, for being a part of tonight's podcast, for tonight's discussion on stories of our spiritual journey stories of our spiritual awakening so thank you again to everyone who has shared on air tonight to da, 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 to danny to brianna to shannon to Kristen, to kelly to CeeLo, to lauren to camilla and to everybody in the in the youtube chat and to everybody listening to this in the future as well so we'll be back here again for more podcasts be sure to check out past ones again you can find the links for that all in the info and please feel free to leave some more comments leave some comments in the team chat let us know how this episode was for you reach out to creators who you resonated with and uh yeah be sure to connect to the team chat check out the patreon all that good stuff and please feel free to let your friends know that we got something really awesome going on here and thank you for just doing all that you do and being all that you are and for helping assist and accelerate the shift in consciousness so Beautiful. All right. With that said, fellow members of the team, join me in singing a little song as we, as we say goodnight to, to everybody who has been a part of uh, tonight's circle. So gently unmute your microphones and, and sing them a song as we say farewell and, and until next time. So for 
or fellow leading members, go ahead and you can say, thank you for coming. We're so glad you came. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of something thank special. You. We love you. We love you so much. Thank oh my so goodness. Much. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Thank you again, everyone, leading members, community. As always, keep it shifty, and we will see you in the future. Peace, love, and hope. Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of the podcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info link below. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank you.